Welcome to Nerds, Geeks, in the Kitchen Sink. It's the podcast equivalent <laughs> of hanging out at a haunted video store. Today we have a returning guest that I am so happy he's Yay. here. We have Jared. It's been a while. It's been, it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, definitely been a while. It has. Um, you helped us recap a year or two. You, you've been here for yeah. some cool lists. Uh, yep. I'm glad. I'm glad to have you back, Jared. Yes. I, I'm, I'm glad to be back. Thanks yes. for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. Now we get a very cool uh, subject for you to be in in part of. Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, how is it going, everybody? What's going on? Well, I see you survived yesterday. Yes, I you did. didn't have a nervous breakdown. Didn't yes. pass out. I didn't have yes. to. You know, was was yesterday the event that you guys were in? Yes, we did. Yes, yes. 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 <laughs> It was all right. We lived. It was fun. It was fine. Yep, it was, it was fine. fun. Chris was making a lot of jokes. I think I made one joke. <laughs> there, we we were handing out some awards for a costume contest, and there was a oh. a young lady with a uh, Incredibles costume. And as she walked up, my joke was just just saying into the microphone, "Incredible." <laughs> <laughs> the whole time, that's it. That's the only joke Other than I tried. The names. That was it. I didn't have. I don't know. All these weirdos looking at me. Get out of here, weirdos. He didn't have like a Garth moment. I didn't, where it, where I, it looked like the scene from Scanners, but uh, yes. But by the end of it, he was starting to loosen up. We, we fear if change. If he would have had another hour, maybe he would. I would have been, been fine. It jokes. was cold. I was feeling cold. Yeah, <laughs> that's my excuse. But yeah. that was fun. <laughs> well, what's everybody been up to? What have you been doing? Movies? You been playing anything? Reading anything? Um, well, I have been reading what our subject is. Well, today, we'll get to that we'll when get we to get that. to that. Um, I did watch a fun movie that I got a uh, weekend Halloween screener. Sure. Um, Franken Zed, which I've been trying to see forever. Yeah, we talked about it like I feel like it was like a year ago. It literally probably was yeah. a year ago. So, oh my God. It's, I think I, I texted you last night. You texted me a funny it's, screenshot. Uh, yeah. And- um, yeah. it's, the description you gave was really fun. <laughs> Night of the Living Dead meets Friday the 13th with a little bit of Army of Darkness. Yep. But it's puppets. But right? it's Muppets. Yeah, Muppets. Yeah. Yes. So it was... <laughs> it's a great combo. It, it, it is a great like combo. A yeah. Lots and lots of blood. Brains. Like some just silly... I mean, literally, if you put like a bloody horror movie... With silly Muppets commentary, wasn't that what that that Melissa McCarthy movie was supposed to be? The Happy Time Murders. Oh, yeah, I, didn't, I was, didn't see that movie. I so. saw it; it was horrible. But, but so this I mean, is like a better version oh, of this. That this is uh. yeah. I mean, basically, that uh, Melissa McCarthy movie was just like dick and ass jokes more than. Oh right, that makes me sad because I really like her. She's, yeah, she's great. But maybe maybe Frank and Zed is more my Frank speed. Frank and Zed definitely is more your speed. That's so cool. if you listen to it tonight, you have one more day after today. If okay. you listen to our podcast to be able to get a uh, just this solely weekend screener. So it's and worth it. Is there, I mean, are there any rele- uh, plans for a release? Or? They, they're, they're hitting all of the... They're still trying to get distribution? They're still trying okay. to get distribution. They're hitting all the, the festivals. And, the, and I mean, it's winning award after award at cool. these... Horror festivals and what film were you festivals. It 
on oh. my private link. Yeah. I gotcha. So yeah. you you can pay them for a yeah yeah okay for the screener or whatever. Yeah. The only thing is they when you do it they'll send you it and they put a watermark of your name yes. on it. So they'll know who to blame. So it's like yeah. So they'll know who to blame if you if you sit there and Very here's smart. a here's Fair a good enough. idea. Put a fake name on there. <laughs> I solved it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't support piracy. Come on. Yeah. See more buds. <laughs> no one would ever suspect. Yeah, but when you pay for it, they look at that. Yeah, that's true. I'm sure there's a way. I, look, I don't want I'm to. Sure. I don't want to steal this movie. I don't know why I keep talking about it. Jeez Louise, <laughs> your well, hood. I need to talk about. I I am so cl- I am knocking on the door of finishing Alan Wake. Okay. I'm in chapter nice. six, and I'm more than halfway through chapter six, I believe. And there was only six chapters. Right. I I just want to reiterate that Alan Wake remastered is worth the thirty. Now, did they add anything, or other than just cleaning it up? Uh, it 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 is. I would say it's a step above. It's it's not just an upres for sure. Right. They've added different effects and cleaned a lot of things up, and uh, yeah. So I would I would say that it is, it is beyond your just a regular upres okay. or whatever. Uh, it, it is it is a really well made port, extremely well, and uh, I just the thing about that game is that the the gameplay. I don't know what you want to call it. The gameplay loop, I guess. The, right. The whole... Uh, it, it's so satisfying when once you learn the... You know, what you're supposed to do when you learn the um, routine of... Right. Shine the flashlight. Time it out. It Depending on how many guys you're fighting at one time. Hit them, you know, with whatever you have. Right. And then you, you feel that... Because sh- in the controller on the dual sense. You feel the shield start to break, the the darkness shield or whatever, right. and then it breaks at the right time, and then you you kind of get like your your hands know that it's time to shoot before your mind knows. That's if cool. that makes any sense. You know, no, it's absolutely. like very tactical. It's or, or tactile is the word I want, right. and tactical if you're so the surrounded. Game does take advantage of the adaptive triggers. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, nice. and so like Sweet. you can tell when it's time to actually start shooting versus just shining your flashlight, and it's just I I feel like I've gotten so good at that gameplay and it feels so comfortable like i just find myself thinking like i just want to get in there and like, i wish there was a horde mode or something yeah because it's so the combat is so satisfying it's extremely well designed in right. my opinion and this is a 10 year old design yeah and it feels fresh and and great to me well i'm sure they probably adapted it to the playstation 5 yeah of course that especially that controller i mean because you play any kind of shooter or but it's funny you know, how any kind it's of funny game how much of a difference of, it makes in alan Wayne. yeah uh, but you yeah, know, I'm I'm just loving it. The story, I do have some issues with like maybe the voice acting is not as amazing as it seemed well, like it was I back mean, then. But but the story is fun. Yeah, that also could be just nostalgia versus reality. Sure, I mean, it, it is what two generations old. It, it was a 360 game. Yeah. 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 So I mean, unless you go for a complete and total remaster, right? You know, yeah. re-recording all right. the dialogue and whatnot. It, right. I mean, I'm I'm sure, and that wouldn't be fair. Dated, you know, from, yeah. You know, from then to now. Of course. Yeah. Of course. How do you feel about that, though? Like, would, would do you think you'd prefer them to re-record everything, or would you want the original voices and stuff? Now, if they re-recorded all the original dialogue with the same voice actors, if they were able to get them back, provided that nothing has happened to them from, you know, then to now. Right. You know, um, that would be the way I would prefer it to go, instead of bringing somebody new in. Right. Right. You know, and re-recording those lines, you know, some of that sounds similar or right. whatever. I, I like, in theory, I like that. But so, like, the Metal Gear Solid uh, GameCube version did that. It's this, They remade the game and they got the original voice actors to re record their lines. Right. And there's just something about it that, that it's, like, not nearly as good as the original. 
Maybe it's because I played that one first. I don't know. But it and seems like the performances the, aren't as good. There's definitely expectations to be had there. Yep. You know, if... Not that, it's, like, it's, it's David Hayter is an amazing voice actor. <laughs> He's just going like this. Uh, Meryl. <laughs> Colonel. Metal Gear. So, you know. Maybe. Maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe none of this matters. I mean, maybe it's just, like I said, it's it's just you had that sense of nostalgia over, you For know, Metal Gear? For Metal uh, yeah. Well, you know, I That's know that. That's all I but feel. I mean, even for Alan, for Alan Way. For sure, yeah. You know, that it's... it's it's more of a, you know, man, I, this is one of those first games like this that I played ever when sure. I was, yeah, you know, so. Yeah, I get it. And like you said, Chris, there's definitely a lot of nostalgia there, and there's definitely hype for any time oh, yeah. know, a, a classic gets brought back to the you know Right, the and you're going to be extra critical of it, oh, for you sure. know, especially. And of course, if I hadn't played the original, I would never have known. Right, so exactly. Then, so yeah, then my whole argument sucks, I think. <laughs> no, no, I mean. <laughs> I'm done. This is it. This is the last episode. So, are you available? No. <laughs> uh, well, I, anyway, Alan Wake, you should get it if you have a PS5. It's very, very good. Gotcha. Yeah, I'll, it's on my list. Jared, so. you playing anything? Uh, currently playing uh, Far Cry 6. Oh, yeah. How is that? I haven't got a chance yet. Uh, I, I enjoy it. I know there's a lot of mixed uh, reviews online. You know, people either loving or hating it. Um. But I, I do personally enjoy it, and a this is the first game that I've played since the PS5 has come out that I think really fully utilizes those adaptive triggers. Oh, the, the, the way that they well, that's interesting. That the way they're designed, hmm. and just using like some like the LMGs or even driving a tank, it's extremely difficult to pull down on those triggers yeah there is so much resistance yeah, that's like the same way call of duty is on ps5 I, I, when i first played black ops the newest yeah. one yeah i was like whoa pulling this trigger is a little more difficult than yeah. oh yeah and you know um the driving controls are um mapped to your l2 r2 uh right. by default okay uh and then your um if there's any sort of mounted weaponry on the uh, vehicle that you're driving, it's usually like X or right. maybe, uh, R1 or hmm. you know something. To that R1 adventure. makes sense. I don't know if X makes sense. I was going to say that. With, with the tank, you have the main cannon and you have your oh, machine gun. So they the 50 cal. Yeah, so L1, R1. Problem yeah, so, solved. So, so they you ever played Twisted Metal? Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and it definitely would make sense. You know, and it... Um, it does kind of take you out of the moment because you're trying to use your directional controls to maneuver the tank, and now you have to you know switch over to hit that. Yeah. yeah, I don't want realism. To, to hit the machine yeah. I'm, I, this is a one person driving a tank thing. I don't want realism. <laughs> I want Goldeneye when he's driving right. that tank downtown, just like smashing through stuff. Yeah, he's not worried about the controls. No, it just goes where he wants it to go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, working on Far Cry Six. Um, uh, I'm two trophies away. Uh, from getting the platinum. You're a it. platinum fiend. How yeah. many platinum trophies do you have now? 30? Um, 40? 60. Whoa! 5 or 66. Um, I'm not surprised, but I am impressed. Man, and, get that metal wrecking, Ralph. Yeah. Absolutely. That's right. You're going to wreck it. <laughs> um, I, and I've, I've platinumed every Far Cry since 3. Um, big fan of the franchise, so, you know, I didn't see how this one would be any different, you know, to, to break the mold now. And it's not a particularly hard game to platinum by any means. Right. Um, but there is one trophy that I really don't agree with. It's time sensitive. 
What? Uh, yeah, you have to wait at least three weeks uh, because once you beat the game, there's this uh, a mode, for a lack of a better word, that unlocks in the main open world called Insurgency. What's that about? And uh, not to um, really give any spoilers as to how the the game ends, but these insurgents are loyalists to um, Antoine, which is Giancarlo Esposito's oh, yeah. right. character, the, best, the, yeah. the dictator. And um, they're, like I said, loyalist hotspots that pop up on the map, and you have to go and knock them out to figure out where the insurgent leader is that reminds me of the uh zombies mode in uh red dead red dead undead where you would it would be like you'd be going around doing the story and then oh this town is infected you can go save this town while you're doing other things is it kind of like that you have to go clear out the town and then come back like to these hot spots on the map so like um you have all your main army bases you know that are littered all over the map and even if you've already been there and cleared it out the army will come in and retake come it. And exactly to, like Red Dead. You know, yeah. and you have to retake it or you have to retake uh, checkpoints or if it's a checkpoint you haven't cleared before, go and take that out. And I believe it's like this every week, but there's four objectives you have to complete, whatever they may be. And then once you complete all four objectives, it reveals on the map where the insurgent leader is and then you have to go and take them out. Well, kind of like Hitman. Right. Cool. Yeah. Um, but you have to kill the three different insurgent leaders, which again, you have to wait week to week. There is a way you can cheese it by going into the system settings, you know, change, and what, change and, the day. And what have you, but <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I'm not that hard up to get the platinum now. You know, it's I, weird I, that you I have that trophy it. already. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> At what point does the villain get the dark saber? Yeah. <laughs> Just a question. Towards the end. Okay. The end. <laughs> and when does the X-Wing come in? Yeah. Like, Just yeah. one X-Wing. We're saved. <laughs> yeah. Yo, you are saved. <laughs> <laughs> There's a real funny thing about Far Cry 6 that obviously it hasn't happened to me because I've been actively playing the game. But I guess people who have either not returned to the game for X amount of time or just straight up quit playing the game. Ubisoft has been sending out emails to these uh, people so long as they have a, you know, an Ubisoft account set up. Right. And the email is written... Um, you have to come help us. We need well, help. Well, no. It's it, it's even better than that. Uh, it's just expletive. Point the opposite. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's written as if it was Antoine, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, is he, like, threatening you? Yeah, dogging you for, for quitting, you know, and, like, <laughs> and just downplaying you just, you know, every step of the way. That's pretty genius. It, yeah. It's pretty, I, I pretty hate awesome. spam emails, but that is genius. <laughs> I've never heard of that before. Yeah. That's, that's pretty funny. fun. Yeah. But yeah uh, you salacious that, dog. Yeah. <laughs> thought you could take my country. That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's, like I said, he's just dogging you, you know, for quitting, you know, calling you a weakling, <laughs> you know, just everything everything else that you could possibly think of. You know, it's, it's that's funny. It's pretty great. Is there a Los Poyos Hermanos little thing at the bottom, like an I, ad? I wish, <laughs> I, I wish there was some Easter eggs. And if there is, I, I bet there's one in the game. I'm sure yeah. there, there has to be right. Some little, some little developers yeah. stuck something in there, a bag of blue meth or something, or a bucket <laughs> of chicken. Well, one of the collectibles is uh, roosters. Uh, ah. they, they, they have a cockfighting mini game, right. the, yep. you know, in the game. So you can go around and find these roosters and there's like elite class and then there's your regular class and whatever. 
But it would be great if one of those was named either of those boys Romanos or you know Gus Fring. Gus, or yeah. Whatever, you know, I just had a vision of a of of a of a like a rooster, like the pit in Shadow of War. Did you, did you ever play Shadow of War when oh, you can yeah. like you could throw your orcs in there and have them fight and yep. then the best so it would be like that but you're like grinding for the best chicken yep. yeah <laughs> that's hilarious I hope it's actually I hope amigo. it's like that what what they uh, it's like your companion in yep. this game they call them amigos and there's one that you can get that's a rooster and he's actually one of the most badass uh, <laughs> companions in, that you in can Polo get. Loco. that's hilarious it, it's but. hilarious because there's a quest that you have to go embark on in order to get him to be part of your team and he uh the, the soldiers he like so you go to the guy who's the owner uh, uh i think his name was el chicharron or something like that and um you know he tells you that he's lost track of him because he you know broke out of his cage and you know ran away but he's <laughs> heard some rumors that uh, these soldiers have been getting slaughtered, you know. And, Are you serious? <laughs> and it's amazing. It's so amazing. And he's like going around, you know, and like, so like there would be like a truck. Uh, uh, Rambo like, chicken. Yeah, exactly. Like an uh, army truck broken down on the side of the road. The soldiers Those working feathers. On, and there's a gas tank, you know, that's nearby. The chicken will go over to the gas tank and start attacking it until it ignites and then it'll blow up the soldier next to the truck. <laughs> that's I mean, very that's funny. absolutely hysterical. That's some Diamond Dog stuff from yeah. Phantom Pain. That's funny. Oh, I want to play that again. <laughs> and Polo Loco. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is the spooky month, and it this is, is Halloween. Uh, anyone watching anything scary? Uh, I'm finishing season two of Evil. Yes. Great series. You've you've been singing its praises. I have been singing its praises. It, mm-hmm. it is definitely a must watch. Mm-hmm. So I got like four episodes left. Awesome. And it's, I will it's, get to it. I yeah. know I'm going to like it. I mean, I like the first episode. Yeah. Or I've seen the first two, I think. Yeah. I liked them. Jared, so, anything for you? Uh, nothing really scary per se. Um, but we have been, or uh, we, we did watch uh, Squid Game. Oh, yeah. Um, which for uh, the listeners that, uh, that may be uninitiated, uh, it's like Battle Royale. Uh, the movie. The Japanese movie, yeah. Battle Royale. Um, it's like Fortnite? Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> um, Where's the, whole, the banana? The, the whole premise <laughs> is the contestants of this game, they're not a part of a class or anything like that per se, but they're um, uh, poverty stricken. And they're guaranteed a large lump sum of money so long as they can complete the game, which obviously it's... It's like a running man situation or a battle royale situation? Yeah, uh, every stage um, is a different game. There's like red light, green light. Uh, there's one that's kind of reminiscent to shoots and ladders. There's one that's uh, two glass bridges. They have glass panels. One's a tempered glass. One's a normal glass that you know can't support the weight of a human. Oh. you know, and you got to figure out which you know which pane is the tempered glass. You Executive know. producer Jigsaw. <laughs> Am I yeah, right? James Wan. Yeah. I want to play a game. But, That's what it sounds like to me. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but then the, uh, you know, and then it builds up to the final game, you know, and whatever contestants are left, then they get, earn, they win their freedom. They win the uh, lump sum of cash, what have you. And, um, but it, it wasn't a hap- happily ever after the season one definitely 
leaves for the possibility of season two, which well, I mean, it's and been so everyone's talking about it. Yeah. 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 And I think it's earned something like $900 million or something like that for Netflix. Uh, <laughs> it's reached 12 or 13 million. I can't remember the figures exactly 12 or 13 million different households, you know, across, across the world. Sure. It was all yeah. I heard about for about a week. There. I, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> it was everywhere. I yeah. mean, everywhere. And you can see, like, the mask and stuff like that. that the, yes. You can see those the, already. The so. square I'll yeah, probably get to it. I'll probably get to that eventually, it's too. It's really good. Yeah. And Old Boy, who's in... Um, <laughs> old Boy? Yeah, Old Boy. Old boy. <laughs> uh, and I saw The Devil, the uh, the lead actor. Yep. Uh, the detective. Yep. He's in Squid Game. Oh, well, I definitely want to watch it. Yes. That's amazing. And I'm, you know, not to spoil like who he is or anything like that, but he's this, he's the squid. Everyone knows it. <laughs> you don't have squid. to hide it. Yeah. But no, it's definitely good. Uh, definitely do recommend it. Um, and I know this one's been out for about a year now, but we also watched Alice in Borderland. I haven't seen uh, that yet. Which is another Battle Royale esque game, or not game, I'm sorry, show. But, um, this one, where it's a little bit different, it seems like the contestants are transported to an alternate reality, as opposed like to like Wonderland. Is that the is that why it's called that? Like it's supposed to be like they've gone down the rabbit hole. Is that essentially okay. yes? And it takes place in, I believe, I don't know if it's Tokyo or where. It's I've at. seen the I, preview I for. Remember. I've seen a preview for it. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't watched that one yet either. But. It's again, you know, they have these arenas as opposed to, you know, just different games where everybody's all in. So you're kind of free to move about the city, you know, go to these other arenas and you uh, collect uh, playing cards Mm. uh, at the end of each um, challenge. If you get a full deck, you can leave. Well, that's (laughs) what they were. That's what they were thinking. But Uh. I never, you know, got to that point. I see. It, it leaves for you know another season. Right. I see. Okay. But that is another. Which show is you know, better? Um, I would have to say I enjoyed uh, Squid Game more than Alice. Okay. But that's not to take any way anything from Alice in uh, Borderland. Okay. It is a good watch too, but I do like Squid Game more. Well, I think those are some good, uh, you know, recommendations for people. Some different shows. Any? Have, has anyone watched any horror movies? Or just Frank and Zed for you? Anything? Uh, anything Frank for and you, Zed Jared? for me, and then you know, obviously, I watched um, Exorcist three the last time. Yes, yes. Um, just I've been catching pieces of movies because sure. you know, like sci fi is playing horror movies back to back. Right. Yeah. Um, I, one I'm kind of curious about now. I like the the original Paranormal Activity. Oh, was the good. new one. Yeah. The new one came out, that Next of Kin. It's apparently like a big swing in a different direction. Yeah, so I'm really curious. I just saw that it was actually out yeah. now, so I'm, that's one I'm going to have to... Yeah, I'll be seeing that That's a future soon. one yeah, for, absolutely for the next here. show, probably. I'll have that watched. I just watched Lights Out, which I hadn't yes. seen since the theater oh, in 2016. That's an awesome Love movie. it. Yep, that was fun. I, it was better this this time, I think, than, really? than it was the first time. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I've also just watched... Um, Dead and Buried. Okay. It's from the 70s. It's got Grandpa Charlie from... Uh, not, not Grandpa Charlie. Grandpa... What's his name? Is it Grandpa Joe? What, what's his name from Charlie and Chocolate Factory? Is it just Grandpa? Oh. Um, 
Yeah, yeah you're, you're talking about Charlie's grandpa, right? Yeah. The, the, yeah. the one that's been is it fa- Joe? faking it for He just years. decides so to get out of bed. Yeah, I think it might be Joe. Either way, he's in it as like a this mortician who is obsessed with his work and it being beautiful art and the, the ah. most... So, you know, that might give you a direction, but mm-hmm. it's essentially a movie about a, a town that kills people as a, as a town, as a community. They come together and they kill people. Scarier version of Hot Fuzz? Uh, I mean, tr- <laughs> truly, yes. Yes. Um, but it's uh, it's very fun so far. I've seen it before, but it's been it's been a handful of years, right. and I was just rewatching it, and uh, man, I love that movie. So I recommend people to watch Dead and Buried if they haven't seen it. Speaking of which... Hot Fuzz, Edgar Wright. Mm-hmm. I'm Last excited. Night in Soho. Yes, I am so excited to see it. It has this just movie. come out. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, so I will definitely, as soon as it hits theaters, that's another one I want to see yep. in the theater. Yep. So um, that time. looks really good. It's such a. From from the previews, it looks like such a change of his uh, most of his other stuff. Sort of, but I also feel, I feel I have that this it, feeling there's going to be a few little I feel that you know, some things there. in it. I mean, I thought that Baby Driver was as well, like a bit different. Well, yeah, but I meant kind of like in his horror. I mean, because we're looking right. Shot of the Dead. Has he ever done a horror Files. movie before? Like this is this is more of a straight horror movie, I think. That's what I mean. I mean With time... Shot of the Dead is about as close as you can get to a horror movie without being a horror movie. Yeah. You know. As close as you can get to Bailey's without your eyes getting wet. I know. <laughs> I'm uh, not <laughs> but no, I, I'm definitely interested in that. Yeah, um, yeah, that that'll be good. And if it, I mean, by if by the previews, if it's as good as what you know those cuts are, I mean, he could be another one that really starts getting into that, leaning in hard into the horror. I think this Edgar Wright guy might catch on. Horror. Well, he could kind of do what he wants. You know, he, at this point, he's kind of. I mean, he's kind of been all over the place, you know, and I mean, this is just another, you know, notch in his belt. It seems like he gets, like, excited about the idea of a certain genre and just goes, I want to make the ultimate version of that movie, or my version of that movie. A heist movie, a zombie movie, uh, you know, a thriller. He's he's going for these genres, it seems like, but I've loved everything he's done. I was going to say, Baby Driver was an awesome movie. I I love it, Absolutely. And the girl that's in that, personally, I think she should have been Catwoman in the Batman movie. Fair enough. Um, in the new one? On, in Yeah, in the new one. Well, I haven't seen it yet because it's not out yet, so I don't well, know. Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but I'm you, just saying. Yes. She, yeah. I think she could have been a Catwoman. Yeah, yeah, yeah think, absolutely. Yeah. So, a, a pretty good anyway. Selena Kyle, yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, well, I it is the spooky month. and yes. this I So the other night, I have to tell a story. I was getting ready for bed, and I was brushing my teeth, doing all those things you do before bed, taking out the old contacts, and... I hear my wife walking around and like talking to someone. Okay, before you finish, <laughs> this is coming from the person that no, I know. consistently says, "I know there's nothing going on." Well, listen, let me explain. Okay, okay, let me finish. explain. <laughs> and and I'm like, "What's going on here?" And so I go up and, get, and she's back in the bedroom, and I'm like, "What are you? Who are you talking to?" She's like, "Did you hear that noise?" And I'm like, "Well, I did hear a thump, and I, I had heard like a thump. I thought it was her." Right. She's like, I didn't do it. Uh, I thought it was you. And she was talking to me, uh, or and she was asking the, uh, our child if you know she was right. awake, but she was asleep. And she's like, I, I was like, well, what, what, what did you hear? Like, it just sounded like a thump. There's like a pipe that makes a thumping noise in our house right. every so often. Yeah. And I'm like, I think it was just that. And she's like, for sure not. She's like, it was sounded like he was in the living room. There was no one in there. She's like, I thought maybe you were messing around or something or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I was in the bathroom the whole time. And uh, she's like, well, then I came back in here and I heard a different, like, thump shuffle noise and, like, humming. 
And she's like, that's when I thought for sure it was the kid. Right. But then, and then, so, then she was yelling again, and she was like, you know, are you awake? Are you making noise? And Zora was like, no, I'm in bed. I'm asleep. And I was right by there, so right. I could hear that she was, you know, not, yeah. not lying or anything. So I didn't experience anything. I did hear the noise she was talking about. Mm-hmm. We have a couple animals in the house. I, I think it was one of them, personally. But uh, it's very weird that she would say, I heard that noise and then and the, humming. Hum, and the humming. I've never heard this humming sound, so right. I, I don't know. Uh, but I, anyway, I just thought that was an interesting thing that we we had just talked about. Like, oh, well, nothing's happened, you know, this year really to, to, to be, you know, be weird or unexplained in my right. house. But that, it, it happened this last week. <laughs> It was very weird, and we looked and looked around the whole house, and nothing, nothing. So, hmm. it was weird. Once a happening, twice a coincidence, three, three times, times a lady, <laughs> a ghost lady, and it may be. Yeah, it, it <laughs> might be. The uh, twenty-seven times you've had something going on. I, I don't know. I, I can't explain this one. It was very strange. But again, I didn't hear anything. I just heard a thump, which I really think could have been. We have a baby gate set up so that the cat has an exit from the dog because sometimes right. the dog gets a little freaky with the with, with the cat. <laughs> right. So the cat can escape the room and the dog can't follow. So the the cat is constantly like all through the night jumping over this baby gate. Right. And so you hear like a thump thump sound. And I'm I'm pretty confident that it was something like that. Although she says both the both the animals were there. But I don't know. I think mm. she's lying. Mm. <laughs> I don't trust my wife. <laughs> How is that reverend denial? Uh, listen, I'm I, Cleopatra. I live with a skeptic too, so I mean, I I, I mean, hear about it all and, the time. And I'm fine. It's good to be a skeptic. I'm I'm kind of in between. I've seen enough to to believe there's things out there, but but until, you're not gonna take every single no, occurrence, no, no. you know, like oh my god, that was a ghost, you know, yeah. But there's been a few times I'm like, Dustin, what happened at the house? <laughs> Before he even, and he's like, well, there was this thing that, and this, and... Yeah, I'm trying to de- describe it without saying <laughs> it was an absolute ghoul. That's my new uh, perfume line. Absolute, absolute, ghoul. absolute ghoul? Yeah, it smells like shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Uh, well, I think it's time to start talking about some things like that. Now, Jared, you mentioned you may have had some kind of experiences you may want to share yes since it is the spooky day i've i've got a few i've got a few actually well hit Um, me with something the my very first run-in um with the paranormal whatever you want to call it um i was pretty young at this point uh grade school age you know i forget what grade but i've always been a sound sleeper and for me to wake up in the middle of the night, just out of the blue, very unheard of. Same here for me. I never wake up in the night. And um, the bedroom uh, that I was sleeping in at that particular time was an interior room, no windows. So when the lights are off, pitch black, you know, aside from maybe what's coming around the door frame. Vin or, Diesel's in there. Yep. <laughs> pitch exactly. Um, or, you know, any light that's being emitted from electronics, right. you know, to... You're like a VCR giving you a horrible nightmare. You ever had that? <laughs> like a green light, and you're just like, Ugh! Um, but I was laying there, and just trying to, you know, just trying to figure out why I was woken up, right. you know, and I'm, you know, looking around the room as best as I can, you know, through what is being, uh illuminated you know like they said by my electronics and what have you and there's this one part of the room uh giant 
cubby hole. It was supposed to be a walk-in closet, but it never got finished. So right. that's where I had my entertainment center and all that stuff set up. And I remember looking over in that corner and there was a shadow that no light was penetrating. And I thought, well, that's extremely weird because my dresser is set up right there too. Right. So there's not, you know, maybe a foot, foot and a half gap between where the entertainment center was set up and to where that edge of that dresser was. So not enough room for something to be in between the the, the two items, you know, and I'm looking at it and I blink and it's gone. Now that corner is being normal. Yeah. You know, or as normal as it can be in the pitch black. And I thought, Man, that is weird. And because I, I was kind of propped up on the bed on, on my elbow, you know, leaning forward. And I flopped back over on my back looking at the foot of my bed. And it's now at the foot of my bed. Oh. And was now, there a shape? Like, could you see the shape of it? It, it, was, it was just a black mass. Kind of okay. Now, I, I I couldn't tell if it had a, you know, a definite shape or what it would yeah. have even would look like. Because it happened so fast. Now, mind you, keep all this in mind, it was around 3 o'clock in the morning, which is... The witching hour. Always, mm-hmm. yep. Uh, deemed as the witching hour, where spirits are most active. And I, I remember, you know, in that instance, I got spooked and I hurried up, pulled the covers up over my head, you know, classic. And <laughs> somehow managed to fall back asleep, <laughs> right. you know, during all this. That was my first run-in. Um, then, you know, I've... That's really scary, by the way. Yeah. It is. It, oh, it, if that happened to me, I, yeah. <laughs> it scared the shit out of me yeah, in the moment. Absolutely. You know, and all I could do was pull the covers up over my head, you yeah. know, and like hunker down. Um, but you know, I've I've had other instances happen um, in my uh, parents' house. You know, random objects moving across countertops. Uh, Did you ever see something move, or you just like it was like oh I turned around and it was in a different spot? Oh no, I. Full on witnessed it. There, okay. Like for um, one instance in particular, I was getting ready to go over to my friend's house. It was middle of the day, so you know stuff like this is normally heard of, you know, at right. night or in the evening, whatever. But you very rarely ever see anything during the day. Well, this was in the middle of the afternoon, and I had just shut down the computer, turned off my desk light, and I went to turn towards the door, and two of my um, deodorant cans that I had sitting on top of the dresser slid across the dresser about seven inches and fell off. Whoa. The dresser wasn't, you know, it was on a flat flat. level floor, so it wasn't tilted or anything like that, and there was no movement, not like we had an aftershock or anything that might have (laughs) knocked it off. You know those Illinois earthquakes. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, like I said, mid-turn to the door, the dresser was right over here off, you know, I what like 10 o'clock view you know out of my left eye sure. and they slid off like i said off the top of the off the dresser about seven inches it was just a ghost telling you don't forget this you yeah stink. and i i remember saying in that instance i looked at him you know on the floor and i said i will deal with that later and <laughs> you know, i grabbed my stuff and walked, like walked a, out of the room that reminds me like a bruce campbell <laughs> yeah. like from you and he's like oh i'll deal with you later and he has a shotgun oh. yeah, yeah you bastard yeah okay that's <laughs> badass um then there there was quite some time in between 
uh, happenings uh, in the household. And, um, yeah, probably, I don't know, four or five years passed, you know, since the last time I had seen or heard anything, you know, strange in the house. And uh, my buddy Sean was over. And uh, at this time I was working at Walmart uh, Mm -hmm. evening shifts. So we would stay up all night gaming. The best. Uh, you know, set up a little land inside inside my bedroom, and, you know, we were playing Halo and whatnot all night long. Well, you know, thinking that we were too loud or whatever, you know, thinking it might have been my mom, the door creaked open a f- on a few different occasions, and he was wide awake. You know, he was there as a spectator to all of this. Right. You know, every single time it happened, and it probably happened four or five times. Well, my door, when it was shut, it latched. There was no wiggle there. There was right. no way it could possibly wiggle loose. And Boy, that open. sounds familiar. Kind of like that one right <laughs> That door right immediately here. to your right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it would just slowly, you know, creak open about, wow. you know, about a foot, <laughs> foot and a half. Haunted house ASMR. You know, yeah. the, <laughs> the very first time it happened, I remember we were in the middle of a match on uh, Halo Reach. And, you know, it creaked open. You're like, I'll and, deal with and, this and later. We, and, we, <laughs> and we both stopped and we're looking at the door and I'm like, hello. You know, again, thinking. Mom, we're playing a game. God, leave me alone. You know, leave me some <laughs> You know, again, thinking it was her. What'd you ask for meatloaf in the middle of the night? <laughs> she comes to tell you to be quiet. And you're like, I want meatloaf now. <laughs> There's some uh, hot pockets in the freezer. Yeah, <laughs> a pan of meatloaf slides into your room, yeah. and then in the morning, you're like, "Hey, thanks for the meatloaf last night, mom." And she's like, "I was asleep all night. I worked a night talking? shift last night. I wasn't even there." <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Oh. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, to get a feel for where my room was, it was right off the kitchen. You know. Oh sweet. Yeah. Meatloaf access. So, Rent. You know. Uh, very conveniently placed, you know, if you ever get a midnight hankering, it's yes. just right yeah. there. But, you know, we're looking, there's no lights on, nothing of that nature. I went out into the kitchen, no one's there. I could hear mom sleeping in the other room. Mm. Like, oh, hmm, you know, that's odd. And then, like I said, it went on to happen probably four, three or four more times over the course of, you know, a, a couple weeks. Um, so did it seem like it like ramped up all at once? Yeah. Is it because you were is it because time. you were up and active at that hour, you think? Were you not normally or maybe no, I, you were being I, louder I was, than normal? I was a night owl yeah. um during those years yeah. when, when I worked at Walmart because of working the evening shift, I didn't have to get up until you know one noon yeah, or, I used to work the same the, shift. Early so, yeah. afternoon, you <laughs> I know, know, so, I know all about it. <laughs> so I would stay up all night playing games go to bed, you know, when the sun was on the horizon and, you know, rinse and repeat. And, you know, that was not uncommon. And uh, so I don't think it was necessarily me being awake and active at those hours because, like I said, it was pretty typical of me at that time. But it was it was very strange. And every single time it happened, like I said, my buddy Sean was there and witnessed it. Weird. So um, something about him being there specifically, you know, and I, I. I'm definitely glad that somebody was there to, you know, stake a claim, you know, in 
the legitimacy that you of the story. You were just going nuts. Yeah, you know, yeah. and like, did Makes we not have a fully? Yeah. Did we not have a fully latched? Or you know, right. all the thoughts going through your head in that particular moment, like, what is going on? But um, uh, he's not a stranger to the paranormal either. He's he's been dealing with all kinds of stuff, you know, in every house he's lived in. Um, but you know, that's a story Maybe for it's another a time. Thing. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, you know, it, honestly. It, it, but um let's see uh yeah there was the door um one of my um girlfriends at the time we were just laying down getting ready to fall asleep we had our backs to each other she felt a hand go up her side you know asked if it was me and i was like you know i was i was almost right. i was almost Jerry, asleep at that is point is that you <laughs> you know i was i was almost asleep at that time and you know cuz she kind of shot up you know and she goes was that you and i was like no i was almost asleep i was like what what was what she goes i just felt a hand go you know brush up my side and you know i was like well, that's weird, and I roll back over with the sleep. <laughs> that's weird. Good night. You know? yeah. Very you know, supportive. Like so nonchalant. Yeah. Very you know? supportive. You know, it's like, oh, you know, it's nothing. Just, just lay down. I'm too know? asleep to be scared. Yeah. <laughs> if it's going to kill me, just wait till I'm asleep. Yeah. But the two, uh, aside from the shadow figure in my room, the two things that really got me the most happened up in Springfield. Um, I was in a metal band during my college years uh, by the name of seven winners it was just me and one other guy um and you know we did everything uh, in the collaboration between the two of us and um leading up to the first night that i stayed at his house he was telling me about all of the spooky shit that he's witnessed and seen heard dreamt whatever you know going on in this house and his family wasn't well off or anything. They they lived in a, a trailer court on the north end of uh, Springfield. You know, pretty nice double wide, but, you know, in a court nonetheless. Sure. And um, the first night that I was there, I was leaning on the foot of his uh, bed on the phone talking to my then girlfriend. He was on the other side of his uh, bedroom. Uh, again, there he had a nook in his bedroom too, where he had, um, you know, all of his movie racks, CD racks. Um, he had his uh, sound system equipment set up in there, you know, what have you. And he was over there looking for something, and you know, I was chatting to him in between uh, chatting with my girlfriend. And I had real long hair at that time. Mm-hmm. People confused us for each other all the time, <laughs> a lot. All it the actually time. did happen a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happened more often than, than it did. I, <laughs> it was weird. Um, but I felt a hand go up the back of my neck, grab a handful of my hair, and yanked my head back. Whoa! And all the while this happened, my buddy was looking right at me because again we were in mid conversation. Right. And he goes, are you okay? You know, because he saw my head jerk back. Yeah. And, you know, I, I can only imagine the look on my face at right. that time. And I was like, no. I was like, a hand just grabbed a handful of my hair and yanked my head back. We're the only two people in the house. Right. No one else was there. That's terrifying. Yeah. And it was a moment after that happened in his entertainment center. Um, it had one of those push-release glass doors. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. With, a, with a magnet on it. Mm-hmm. It looked like... It was a reflection of a fire, 
but it looked like it was like melting down the front what? of that glass. Was there a fire in the room? No. What? None. None. There was no candles or anything lit in this room. That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. But yeah. there was a the reflection of a fire, and right. it started from the top of the pane all the way down to the bottom, you know, where it dissipated. Right. And it, you know, collapsed upon itself after a couple moments. That is very weird. That's that weird. that was the that was the first night. Whoa. <laughs> um, leading up to the second thing that really got me. Um, worse than being yanked. Yeah, saying, worse than that being been yanked. The, the first time. <laughs> the, the first time. last time. Well, this yeah. was fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going back to Gillespie. Yeah, See bye. <laughs> but um, when you exited his room, it was the hallway in the trailer. Right. To the right was the uh, living room, kitchen on the other side of that. To the left went down to the master suite, and then the bathroom was down there as well. From his door to the door of the bathroom, I would say it was probably about 20 foot. Uh, maybe just a little bit further, but it wasn't far. Late at night, you would have the worst tunnel vision coming out of his bedroom. Hmm. That hallway seemed like a mile long with no end in sight. <laughs> and no matter the time of year, summer, winter, what have you, heat or, uh, again, AC on, whatever, it always felt there was like icicles, you know, on the back of your neck. Hmm. Your The hair would stand on end hmm. and it would be just a constant chill in that hallway. And sometimes you would hear pitter-patter of feet running up and down the hallway. They did have a cat, but the cat was always locked up uh, in the master suite. Uh, in uh. in his uh, mother's room at night. No way for the cat to get out. Right. But you could hear the pitter-patter feet running up and down the hallway. Uh. Now, fast forward to probably about a year, year and a half after that first night. Uh, we just got back to his house from his dad's. Lived in the trailer court, too. And uh, we were talking about music and some ideas for the album that we were writing. And he told me earlier in the night about this CD that he had found. It was a burnt CD, but he had no recollection where it came from or what was even on it. I was like, pop it in, you know, let's, let's see what we got. And, um, he was always about the atmosphere. So, you know, he lit some candles, lit some incense, whatever. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, there was a lazy boy in his bedroom that I always slept in. And it was just on the other side of this cubby hole. Uh, that I mentioned earlier. You're, you're, all these scaries are, are cubbyhole centric. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> there was a mirror inside oh, that. And... The, there was a mirror inside that cubbyhole that was a hand-me-down from, I believe it was his grandpa. Or a haunt-me-down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> An old antique mirror. Super. It, it, it did really have a creepy vibe about it, but right. up until this point, there was nothing to really suggest any, the, you know, any, any, yeah, any, yeah, any sort of creepiness or any sort of justification or whatever. But I always just got a weird vibe about it. Mm -hmm. But it was on the other side of the little wall to where I was sitting. Mm -hmm. He was sitting on the edge of his bed in full view of that mirror. Well, the CD starts playing and it's all this weird piano music. It's, it was just grand piano. There was no synth, no guitars, nothing. It was just piano music. And it was really... It, it sounded like it was recorded on old equipment. You know, it just had that production value of being old. So, a couple songs in, you know, I'm uh, pointing out a couple uh, pieces in this song, and all of a sudden I hear this loud bang on the wall next to me. 
And I look at my buddy at the foot of the bed and I could tell even in the candlelight, all the color just drained out of him. And I look and I'm looking at him. I'm like, what in the hell was that? He goes, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. I was like, well, try me. He goes, a hand, arm, whatever, came out of that mirror and slammed the wall next to me. What? Yes. What? That's wild. (laughs) And I mean, it was loud. It sounded like somebody just straight off haymakered the wall next to me. The Undertaker was in there. Doesn't he do that? Haymaker? (laughs) Never mind. Is it 1988? (laughs) It was but, Hulk Hogan and Ronnie Piper in their prime last time right. I watched <laughs> wrestling. So, but I was just like, "Turn this shit and ass music off." Yeah. You know, we're done. We're done. <laughs> like you know, put all the lines down with the candles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, you know, I was like, after that, no, you know, we're we're not doing this tonight. <laughs> my cousin had a creepy mirror, and 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 my wife had a creepy mirror. So creepy mirrors are a thing, for sure. Yeah. Yep. That's that's those are some pretty wild stories. Yeah, those are pretty wild. Yes. Wow. Well, uh, well, I, we do have a a story from a listener that was sent in yeah. that I would like to read before we Go move on. Uh, and this is from this is from Juan, our all star listener. Uh, let me read this for you. So it's loading. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> One night. I was sleeping in my room. I woke up to go to the bathroom at 11 p.m. I was thirsty after that, so I went to get some water from the kitchen, which was on the first floor. The light switch was by the stairs when you walked down. I walked down the stairs and saw a black figure in the dark, standing at the bottom of the stairs. I saw him and he looked like the priest from The Exorcist when he first arrives in the iconic scene outside the house. I freaked out and closed my eyes. When I opened them, he was not there. I walked down and turned on the lights and searched everywhere. Nobody was around. I got my water and never looked back. <laughs> it was one creepy encounter. Yeah. That definitely would be, you know, yeah, yeah. to, you know, start making your descent down the stairs and then You're noticing just, that there's somebody yeah. down there looking right. back up at you. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. It's short and sweet. Yeah. That's like a, a two minute YouTube short. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a good one, Juan. Yeah. I, I've never had anything like that before, but that's I bet it, it would really scare me if I saw Now, see, like I don't that. know if I told this. Logan, uh, my son, my oldest, uh, when he was in college in Missouri, um, he went to Culver Stockton, which during the Civil War was a military staging and hospital. Yep. Um, and it's been around, like, pre-Civil War. So that was the only time they... they um, they postponed college classes was that four-year period, you know. Um, wow. Yeah. yeah that, it's been around crazy. for, you know, several, de- you know, years. Several a f- years. A few years. <laughs> <I know. laughs> just a, a few. few. <laughs> yeah, just a few. Um, anyway, um, and I cannot remember who they said in his fraternity house, which has been there, you know, since since the beginning, um, the, they think it is the, you know, a former soldier or whatever that's been there. And apparently he likes music because Logan plays guitar and he's pretty darn good at it. Mm-hmm. But anytime he would play, literally, and this wouldn't happen any other time, but he'd be playing, practicing up in his dorm and the door would open 
about halfway. Like you had a visitor, someone like, listening? Yeah, it's like somebody listening, but then shut automatically. That's weird. It wouldn't just open and say open. It would like go about halfway and then shut. Uh-huh. Real I've quick. seen... Oh. Yeah. Like, it would oh, slowly right. open, but then, then shut. I thought you were saying, like, hey, real quick, let me interrupt yeah. you. No, 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 <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. That's how I was like, oh, I'm okay. like, oh, whoa, whoa, Yeah, no, uh, literally, like, slow open, and then real fast shut. I've seen a door do that, like, when there's a draft or a breeze. But He's he would, on the third I, floor I like in a dorm known. with no windows open on the mm-hmm. way where his dorm room was. It was like... Right. There's the, and they have, like, in between two um, rooms, they have a bat, a communal bathroom just between the two. Um, he said there was another time that the guys that were in the next room, Logan was staying the weekend, those guys were leaving, so no one had a key to their room, in and out, and you can lock the bathroom door. From the other side. From the other yeah. side, so that way you can't get into your Privacy. Room. Yeah. Um, he goes into the bathroom, and the door to those guys' bathroom unlocks and opens... While he's in there, after he got done taking a shower and, you know, brushes his teeth and shaving and stuff, that door opens. And, I mean, the the room is completely dark. He, like, peeks his head in there and, you know, hey, where where are you guys at? Whatever. Yeah, I don't like that. Nothing. Well, he goes, he he didn't shut it. He walked back into his room, didn't, hadn't shut his door. So there was no vacuum. But once he got into his room... That door slammed. Something going on with these doors. And yeah. um, there's like um, a couple of different stories. Um, there's a piano in like the like common room on the bottom floor in, in his plane mm. with like multiple during different times of day. It's not just at night, and it's not a I've player piano. I've heard stories like that before. Yeah, it's not a player piano whatsoever. He's checked it and looked all over. Um, Pianos are always the centerpiece to. The best creepy story. Yeah, I, and yeah. it's like, it's because it's like in the lower the common room is like in the basement, the lower level. You would just hear that music floating around. And and like, yeah, oh my god! You know, yeah. And then there's there's music, scary. man. When because it, it was in a different, it was in a dorm. It wasn't in his his fraternity house because this was his freshman year. And the RAs have been like, yeah, that that happens all the time. That reminds <laughs> me of something that happened to me at my parents' house. Uh, I was home, and it was my grand grandpa was watching me, and I say watching me, but what he was really doing right. was sleeping in the <laughs> he back. He was in the room. He yeah, fell asleep the watching golf. The same time, yeah, yeah. Uh, just falling asleep watching golf is what he would do. And uh, I was there alone. He had gone to do something. I don't know what, but right. and I was old enough to be on my own anyway. It was just my parents. I think really just you know keeping track of me. Right. Um, but uh, I was home alone, and I started to hear. I had a drum set in the basement. I was in a band at the time. And I start to hear the drums playing themselves. Chris, I was terrified. I heard at first I you just think? heard I just heard like the cymbals going ding 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 and then I heard foom foom. It was hitting the floor tom. So it was going Yeah. And it was almost rhythmic. It was almost rhythmic and it and it did seem as though it was a human touch. Right. And I would I I froze up. It was terrifying. I was so scared. I can see. And I slowly crept to the basement door because I just walked in the house. Right. I slowly crept to the basement door, opened it a crack, all the lights are off. Who's down here? I had just unlocked the door. Right. No one's here. No one's supposed to be here. Right. I go downstairs. 
Grandpa left the washing machine on. The house was flooding, and it was landing on my drum set in the basement. So, uh, very expensive water damage was yeah, done, yeah. and my oh, drums my got played by themselves. It's, but I, I might not have noticed the flood. Oh yeah, had, I mean, if, because I was just there to get a snack and leave. I wasn't going to go to the basement at all. Oh yeah, and I wouldn't have gone back to the back of the house where the laundry room right. was. So I would never have noticed it, and it would have been much worse. Right. So, but for those for those few moments, I'm like. Who's in the basement? Sheer terror, yeah. What's happening? I, I froze up. I got the tingler. Like well, for that movie, and, the tingler. <laughs> not that kind of movie. No, it is. It's Vincent Price. I mean, you know. That's not what I was No, no, no. I, I understand. <laughs> and it is that kind of movie. Oh, okay. The tingler <laughs> is here in this theater. No. <laughs> it's that kind of theater. Yeah. No, I mean, you, you know, and... To go investigate is the proper thing to, you know. Sure, yeah. I mean, mind you, I may take a 9mm with me when I... <laughs> I, gra- I did grab a knife. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, you, you know, you can't always... But there are some things that you really can't explain away. Well, hey, that's a good that's a good uh, link to our, uh, oh, I don't know, our big feature today. Yes. Why don't we get into it? It's a good let's, link, let's to go. link. Link, to link to the link. Link to the link. Link to the link. Well, we thought it would be cool to discuss... I think in general, just the story of, with it, with an emphasis on the book, yes, uh, the the story that inspired The Exorcist, um, and w- we'll be re- referencing the book The Devil Came to St. Louis by Troy Taylor. Um, but we just kind of want to talk about that story. It's a good, it's good for Halloween. So yeah. let's get into some spooky stuff. Yeah, I do want to say it's kind of funny because we've talked about doing this for like a long time. months. Yeah. And I've just now noticed these last couple of weeks, I've seen other people really, like, delve on this. Yeah. I think maybe because Troy just really kind of released the uncensored version yeah. of this. Yeah. That we will be getting into that part with yeah. names and, and sp- you know, a little more specific. Yeah, you know what I <laughs> Specificity. meant. Specificity. Yes. That. <laughs> the name of the game. Fucker and fuck attack. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think, you know, that's kind of, it's the right time. You know, yeah. it's, it's the Halloween. season. Yeah, it's I mean, season. literally, it is Halloween. Everyone's entitled to one good scare. Let's go and D- Danny Elfman show. <laughs> it's a hand. It's yeah. a hand. I'm so happy you said that. <laughs> it's a hand. So now, Jared, you got to go, which it seemed like every time he was doing these talks, I had something going on, and I had planned to get it in this year before this. But you actually went to. His talk on this. Yes, yeah, that's to, correct. Troy yeah. Taylor's talk about the, this book yeah, in particular. Yes. Sometime in September, yeah. um, second week or something. Yeah, it was, like I, I think it was like the second week. Well, and he's something in the tell teams. us about that. Yeah. Uh, he basically went over the new pressing of the book, the, the uncensored version right. that you just previously mentioned. Um, the last living person that was tied to this story, which was the young boy that was possessed had just recently passed away within the last year. I forget exactly when I, I, what do you remember if it was earlier this year uh, in 2021 or was it in 2020 that he passed? It was late 2020. That's what I remember hearing about. Yeah, it was late 2020. Um, so all of his previous obligations to the boy and his family were basically nullified with, with his passing. Uh, and to bring everybody up to speed, he uh, made a promise to those people that he wouldn't disclose names, addresses, or certain specifics 
regarding what happened while there was any living members associated with what happened still alive. Yes. And with the boy finally passing, um, his obligation was fulfilled and he came out with the uncensored, the true story of what happened. And um, I had known about the book. I had known about its... um, you know, the story that the book was uh, based on, you know, and right. the significance of it. But I had never read the original pressing up until the night that I went to the seminar. And getting to, you know, see all the evidence, you know, from every single perspective. Not just to what he believed um, happened or didn't happen. But um, the, the amount of research that he did... To put into the book oh, yeah. was was fantastic. Well, you know? and that's that's I was just going to hit on. That's the one thing I like about Troy, that he goes into the only thing you like about him. Well, no, <laughs> no. Just I just want some clarification here. No, no. One of the things okay I like about the way Troy attacks any subject, and especially this. I'm going in, and I know he said it before that while writing this, even the original one. His opinion has changed and several times. Several times, yes. Several times. And I know it's it's still it's a he he always holds a, a, a slight skepticism. But I know there's been a lot that it's like it's reading the book it, it seems slight. It seems pretty slight. And it, I mean it really is. Yeah. But I mean he holds that still the fact that sure. you know, there is some skepticism. Right, and that it that it all truly could have been a hoax. Right. You know, an elaborate hoax. But the amount of evidence is kind of contradictory to that, to be honest. And the witness testimonies from the right. priests to the nurses, you know, to everyone in between, right. you know, also paint that contradiction that there was something truly happening and that it just wasn't, you know, an, an elaborate ruse. That well, the and I've was... got a little bit of a, I'll, I'll tell it later when we get to closer to those parts of the, of the book, I've got a, a little bit of a personal experience. So then, you know, All right. growing up in that here. growing up in that area, um, I've had a little sure. bit of experience with. I that. had a friend whose head would spin around. It was very weird <laughs> and vomit. Yeah, all yeah. the time. No, no, always no. had an upset stomach. Yeah, no, 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 I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, you know that, and he gets so detailed. Certain things that you in passing wouldn't think are, you know necessary or even you know associated with what's going on when you start getting further into it it's like oh wait a minute going back to this point it's like okay you know i see where you know he's where very in detail to, yeah, yeah when connect you start, the dots yeah, yeah. You start getting that little red string connecting this point to that point. <laughs> I mean, it really does. He, yeah. he really is very detail oriented. Yes. And I mean, um, I know right now through their podcast, they're doing the Hollywood murders and, mm-hmm. and Hollywood ghost stories sure. and stuff. That, and he gets in a lot of that stuff. But I mean, we're, we're dealing with this. And um, but, you know, just a little plug for them. Listen to their podcast. Go by choice. Uh, American Hauntings. I knew yes. it. <laughs> Yeah, the same as his online story. Yeah, and the same as his online story. He's got a ton of books. I a got ton to, of books. A ton of books. Uh, ninety, I think. Is he has. Um, yeah, it's it's something like that. It's, it's I right mean, around it, ninety. It's um, kind of, you know, pretty impressive. And at that seminar, he had 
not all of them uh, by any means, but he had probably a good 30 or so books that you could purchase there. And of course, of course, he was in attendance, you know, so you could meet him, you could get him signed, you know, and uh, the whole nine yards. But yeah, I was just very, and I, I've said this multiple times, I was just, I was very impressed with how well-spoken he was, the attention to detail and not just trying to push the narrative that he was trying to push, whether whatever it might Pro be, or con, yeah. right. but you know, he gave plenty of information, plenty of viewpoints that everybody in the, right. in attendance that night could draw some sort of conclusion based upon their personal feelings on the subject. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I was just, I was taken aback, you know, it, right. I had a really good uh, experience with that seminar. That's and cool. Would definitely love to go yeah, I went to another, a different one, which was the Snake Handlers and Religious Cults. We talked about that on the show. We talked yeah. about that on the show. And it was, I mean, so detailed and amazing going back and some of the things. That, it's crazy stuff. You know, and, and a lot of the pictures in the Uncensored book, you know, he also had, you know, on projector his uh, up, yeah. projector uh, during the seminar. So, um, which I don't believe any of them were in color in the book. I, I no. think they're all black and yeah. white. Creepier but, that you know, way. They, they were, yeah. you know, all the original photographs or... All the original frames, uh, you know, some of the uh, old documents that right. that are in the book, you know. So getting to see that too, you know, and that, you know that just helped tie everything together yeah. as well. Why well, don't well let's let's kind of delve into it, the yeah. book. Um, I know in the beginning he he cites a couple other examples. Yeah, it's about the brothers, exorcisms. the French brothers. Yeah, yeah there, there that was, was like the eighteen sixty five, which was like the really the first documented. Yep. yep. Case of of an exorcism. And then there was the gal in South Africa, uh, and then the nineteen oh six in Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, was that the one? I can't remember off top off the top of my head. Was that the one with the fe- the stinking feathers? That was later. I I, I thought I, I thought that was um, no. I think that was the first one. The boys. It w- was I'm pretty it the sure one? the two boys. They were, I was for some reason they would I was just show up. They were yeah. Being, yeah yeah. I think that was yeah. the boys one. Okay I, okay, I got. You. I couldn't remember if it was that one or the one in Germany. I think it was that first one. Yeah. But yeah, to the point where they uh, had to had to burn them. You yeah. Know, that, yes. Because yeah, no that matter was how because yeah. no matter how many times that they washed the clothes, washed the sheets, that would just show more up. feathers yeah. would appear. And right. like like you said that it um it had that god awful smell. Yeah. You know. And, yeah. Yeah, very strange. It's just, it's just a strange thing to read. I don't know how you could explain that. Yeah. It is tough. And then what, I, I, and there, even the movie, The Last Exorcism, the, yep. you know, was in there that Annalise Michael, which they had the court case yep. against the priest. You're and, talking about Emily Rose? But in in Troy's book, oh, okay. I, I thought you were Michael talking about the movie. Yeah. But I mean, that's what, okay. the, yeah, okay. that's what the the movie was based. Okay. But well, because Last Exorcism is a different movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you just you right. just confused me. That's uh, all. It's, it's, uh, this I mean, is it, it was the Exorcism of yeah, Emily, Emily Rose, Rose right? Yeah. Emily Rose. By the way, that movie I saw it in the theater and like really grabbed me. Yeah. That one, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I haven't it. seen it in a long time, but I remember the priest is. The same guy who is Falcone in Batman Begins, yes. Yes. and his accent is—it's very weird because he's a British guy. Right. It always is weird, but no, anyway, Emily Rose is—I maybe you should watch that, like maybe yeah. tonight. That's yeah, a good it's, movie. I don't know if I've ever seen it post its theatrical it's run. Theatrical. You know, yeah. I, cause well, I, I had it on UMD for PSP. Um. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, that's, yeah. 
Um, That's but I mean, awesome. with her, you know, with everything that happened with her, she ended up, you know, because I know Troy had pictures that what oh, she looked like I've when they started, yeah. and, and she literally, when she died, considered of starvation. Yep. she was sixty-eight pounds. pounds yes, as an, yes. I That's mean, rough as basically as an adult female. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and you know, there he had a detailed in the book. You know, had she. Even just ate something a week prior to her death, she could have lived. You right. know, but I mean, she was that far gone. Yeah, you know, just from being torn down. You know, from the uh, exorcism rites and you know everything else that was going right. on. You know, she, she there was literally nothing left of her right. you know, by the time she passed. Right. And yeah, I mean, I couldn't imagine. Couldn't imagine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. But, I mean, those were some of the other examples kind of, like, back and forth in time around this one, you know. But we all know, you know, the the Hollywood story of this, and then now we're really getting, starting to see since Ronnie Hempler passed away, which, yes. is, the, which is the boy. So we now know his name. Um, since he, which passed right. away, <laughs> passed away of normal... Yep. Normal L- causes lived, lived a, and lived, lived a, a long, long life and prosperous life. life. Yeah. He was a what astrophysicist. Yes. Yep. So he's trying to figure out how to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I want to live on a different I, planet. I was just saying, I don't blame him on that one. Uh, but I mean, you know, we we focus so much now. We're knowing the real story. You know, especially in our area, I think really. Well, we've kind of known it. We have a local thing. We so. have a local thing with it because the fact that a lot of it happened here. Yep. yep. And we have a lot of local stories that know bit had known bits and pieces. You know, I've been to St. Xavier's Church several times. You know. Um, I'd rather go to Charles Xavier's Church. Well. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> Is it really a church or more of a chapel? It's a school. Yeah. <laughs> For gifted youths. Yes. Hey, St. Louis U is pretty much the same way. <laughs> Look at their tuition. Uh, <laughs> anyway. <Big facts>. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's get started at the beginning of this. Um, you know, for, for most people, everybody knows the St. Louis portion of this. But this actually started in Cottage Hill, Maryland. Yep. So. <clears throat> yep. There was just a boy who started having trouble at home. Right. I mean, pretty and, much normal stuff. Yeah. You know, and and everybody thought you know that there was um, something, something his, going on, you know, with him and his aunt Tilly. Yes. Um, you know, which there was never any proof. Well, you know. which is funny is his mom first said that things were going on and saying about, but Aunt Tilly hadn't died, died yet. yet. It was you know, something it was like, like eleven days. days. Yeah, yeah 10, it was 11 ten days, days before uh, before she actually passed. When the strange things started happening, right? But. Um, his mother and grandmother were deeply religious, deeply devout. Right. And they always blamed strange things on Aunt Tilly. Well, because Aunt Tilly, her- you know, and, and to their fact, Aunt Tilly was really into the spiri- spiritualist yes. movement. Yes, and supposedly was, had yeah. some delvings into the occult. Uh, right. To what extent, I'm not 100% right. certain. Yeah, and I don't, and I don't think, think Troy really, is, yeah, no one, you because know. no you, you figure like that early turn of the century, it, 20s. Yeah. It's not like you can log into her Facebook page. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, really at the time, in that turn of the century, 1920s That was era, huge spiritualism was spiritual Spirit cabinets. I mean, look at look at the Winchester House. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's that's right in that wheelhouse of time. So, I mean, you know, that's 
especially people that were at the time then very religious, they pointed to some of that, you know, ideals as as in, you know, breaking into... Yeah, a little bit of witchcraft going on. A little bit of (laughs) this and that, yeah, Yeah. so... Absolutely. But in Maryland, things started happening. One is, you know, they they had uh, made notification, kind of talked about, like, personality changes. They, he had always kind of been a, a shall a, we say, a, a, a rabble-rouser, you know? Yeah. He was kind of a, you know, what they sometimes call a problem child. Mm-hmm. But nothing, like, really over the top um, until that one day in class. Yes. Yes. Go ahead, tell me. <laughs> okay. Um, You're on a roll. I'm on a roll. <laughs> um... He had had some some issues, and you know they were sitting at at their desk and everything, until all of a sudden he him in the chair, the desk starts shifting around. Right. They say it was flying across, and the it room. said it was yep. banging into other tables and yeah. and back and forth. Well, and before it started doing all that, it started shaking violently. Right. Right. It started vibrating as as. Troy called it. He right. was driving it around the room like a Flintstones car. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, the nun, and the nun that was presiding over the class thought it was Ronnie's them, shifting you know. it around. Ronnie, right. stop it! But she had noticed that his feet weren't on the floor. Yep. While the yeah. while the chair's like sliding back and forth. Mm-hmm. And, and he got pulled out for the rest of the year. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Ne- never came back to uh, to class. Well, and then um, I know there was you know some talk. There was one of his friends. And um, when all this actually happened, like later on in life, there was a story I know Troy had on there that he had interviewed the friend that his dad said, yeah, that's Ronnie. Mm -hmm. Without knowing names, knowing anything else, you know, he had pointed out, that's Ronnie. Um, (laughs) I know they had taken him to Georgetown University Hospital. Yes. Um, they kind of had a children's ward, and if you see like the old movies where a bunch of beds of children yeah, are in up a, along the walls. yeah lined up against the wall, this was kind of what. Um, and then there was another story of one of the boys that was in the room when he when he when came they, through yeah when he came yeah. through mm-hmm. like looked at him and said that just the look that he had was almost this demonic look into his soul. Yeah, just. It was an otherworldly presence right. while Ronnie was making his way through through that particular ward or whatever right. you want to call it. Yeah, and that some of the kids broke out in prayer and whatnot and had terrifying nightmares. Yeah. for weeks, months to and, come. And mind you, none of them knew anything what that was going mm-hmm. on because they didn't keep it very quiet. Yeah, of what? So I mean, for you know, different time in the forties. You know, religion was a little more prominent mm-hmm. than than you know nowadays with. But um, to to have that kind of thing happen that these kids just, you know, that is weird. It's, it's automatically, super weird. yeah, not said, not knowing him from Adam, right? You know, and just starting to break out into prayer, and just by the look of him, you know, I I, I wish they somebody was able to capture a picture in that instance, right. you know, because I, re- I just his demeanor or whatever, I would love right. to have been able to see exactly what they saw in that time. Yeah. Well, and you know, I mean, it moment. almost brings to mind like a couple of the end shots of the omen. I was just thinking about the omen. You, you know what I'm it's saying? It's all for you, I mean, Ronnie. Just, yeah. Uh-huh. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah. So, <laughs> what if Damien's name was Ronnie? <laughs> <laughs> His mother well, was a jackal. Well, and I, Ronnie. And I think they, 
got some of their uh, plot devices for the Omen from this story too, yeah. because going um, going and kind of fast forwarding here, but there was a instance where he was being driven back to the church. And he got into a fit of rage a block away from the church, you know, that almost had caused him to have an accident. Right. Because, you know, he was thrashing about so badly, you know, and then they had to obviously stop the car and, you know, pull the people out of the backseat that was with him. Right. You know, and then, you know, strain him and then drag him the rest of the way to the church kicking and screaming. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's, it's interesting, you know, reading... Or even hearing somebody talk about this case and then piecing some of what happened, you know, and like, oh, you know, they, they kind of touch upon that in this movie, right. you know. It's been stolen from uh, in a lot of ways. Yeah, You're this, absolutely right. This, yeah. this story really has been unbeknownst to, you know, until yeah. really recently. Picked apart like crazy. It's been picked apart yeah. piece by piece in a lot of this, you know. So there are people that really do... You know, their due diligence on... I mean, it, it, you know, it, it, it's Hollywoodized, you know. Oh, kind yeah, of, and but, it I completely mean, blown out of proportion, right. exaggerated. Yeah, but I mean, you know, there's there's always, in any in any wives' tale, there's a, there's a scene of truth, mm. you know. So, I like that. Wisdom. Um, well, I mean, this all starts with Ronnie. You yep. know, he's had these instances. His parents, uh, Odell... And uh, Edwin, his yep. mother and father, um, after having you know him pulled out of school, kind of unbeknownst to anybody why that was in school, um, they were. I know, and I I know I'm gonna get this wrong. I think the mother converted to Lutheran from Catholic. Mm-hmm. So they, or maybe it was the other way around. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not I, quite I, I sure. Wanna, I couldn't I remember say off that the they. I don't have it. I, I think want to she say they ended were up Lutheran. Catholic. Yeah, I think she at turned first and yeah. then converted. To I think that's correct. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't. It was because were, her her mother, you know, she she was from old Germany. Yes, you know, so very was, Lutheran. Over very there. Lutheran. Right. So, and I'm I'm pretty sure she was raised Lutheran and then converted to Catholicism. But uh, yeah, I couldn't remember. But I know the father was, and then he switched. It was one of one of the two. Well, anyway, they had um, talked to one of the like their Lutheran. Reverend um, Luther Scholes. Yes. Uh, Sch- or yeah. Yeah. Scholes. Yeah. yeah, 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 right. yeah. Scholes. Um, anyway, you know, he he was always this kind of, you know, closet occultist kind of interested in in and, things and the, that go bump in the night. Sure. And, and, and uh, uh, he had a strong interest in parapsychology too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. Kind of. That's what I was getting. Right. Just the the the. the Un- unknown. He he was kind of a uh, buff of the unknown. So he, um, you know, I know they did some stuff at the home, and, and they said send Ronnie over to my house and I'll t- well, keep an because, eye on him because his uh, condition wasn't improving yeah. at his house. Right. So he got the idea, like, well, let's take him out of the environment that happens. he was well, most and comfortable Initially, with. they were thinking it was what they call, you know, a poltergeist. Mm-hmm. Noisy spirit. Yeah. And, yes. and noisy <laughs> spirit. Poltergeist. <laughs> yes. Robert Stack. Um, so they thought maybe take him out of the home, you know, mm-hmm. and he'll stay with the, the, the reverend and his wife. And, um, and then it didn't stop there. No, it did not. No. It, it only got worse. It yep. only got worse. Is uh, this where the incident with the bed springs? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Now, there's some... 
there's some kind of and and this isn't with the bed spring. This is it's with soon. the bed itself. There's a bed the bed itself, yeah. Right. And and some other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um this part, you know, he and stayed and he had a room for Ronnie and and at one point, you know, the the Reverend went downstairs, I think it was, on the story, and he heard like a thump up there. Well Ronnie was off the bed. You know, it's like his blankets were well, he, he, was, he was he was asleep yeah. when all this was going on. Right. So, yeah, he woke up to the noise of Ronnie being on the floor. Right. Not to the floor. Yeah. So, he thought, again, it was Ronnie just creating a ruse. The idiot just right. fell out of bed. So, <laughs> or yeah. I, I, I think it was right after that they decided to go downstairs right. to get some hot chocolate. Uh, and they were sitting in a study or something after that. Right. And these right, right. big, heavy chairs. Right. Uh, and the chair that Ronnie was sitting in overturned, uh, as described by Schultz. It took about a minute for it to fully go over. Right, and in this it was like happened, a, a yeah. super heavy chair, and Ronnie was what like sixty pounds soaking wet. Things, you know, yeah, he was he was a pretty just a, for, a small, even for his frail age. Boy. He was really yeah, yeah. skinny, and, uh-huh. and and it really took you know a heavy push by a larger man to flip the chair over. Because well, yeah, once they got it overturned, you know, back right. sitting upright, right. Schultz tried to overturn the chair himself yes. and couldn't right. couldn't do it. Right. So now I, and I may be making the, wasn't it at Schultz's house where Ronnie was pulled under the bed? Yes, that happened shortly thereafter because right. they went back upstairs. Right. He created like a little pallet type floor. situation, yeah. you know, for Ronnie to sleep on on the floor, and he woke he. Fell back asleep after some time, you know, because right. Ronnie fell asleep. Then he fell asleep shortly thereafter. Right. Got woken up to a noise and saw Ronnie get dragged under the bed that he was just formerly sleeping in. Right, and the blanket was described as being perfectly flat. Flattened. Yeah, like somebody had the corners pulling right. in the air. Yeah, dragging over him under you know to under the bed. Yeah, you know, and like. It was detailed. Had Ronnie been doing that, it would have been, you know, limp over him right. or crinkled or whatever. But it was perfectly taut, being dragged along with him. Yeah, and then wasn't at one point he was Ronnie's was getting his head banged. Yeah, the underneath him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I uh, that. Again, not fully wanting to accept what he was seeing, he right. thought it was something that Ronnie was doing. Right. So he told Ronnie to stop it. You know, stop doing what yeah. you're doing. And in almost a trance-like state, Ronnie awoke, but he wasn't awake. Right. And started banging his head off the bottom of the bed. Yeah. Until he eventually... It does make me think of that scene in The Exorcist when she's flopping on the bed. Yes. Now that... Contorting. Yeah, I would say that actually is, like, something that happened a little bit later on. Right, right, right. It just makes me think of that every Mm -hmm. time I think about that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, you know, at that point, that's when he took him back downstairs. Right. And basically, the guy, you know... There had been some little instances else that had happened at that point, but that's basically when the Lutheran reverend goes, uh, "You need to talk to the Catholic." This is a job for a the, Catholic. This is out of my hands. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little it, above it, my pay literal, Literally, you know, his his uh, statement was, you know, this is, you know, this is kind of out of my hands. The Catholics know about these things. Yes, you need to talk to them. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, and I mean, I, I know Troy had talked about like. You know that um, 
this Lutheran reverend and kind of made himself famous to a degree by always talking about this. And there's been some embellishments and oh, yeah. and those kind of things. Um, I know in Maryland area the Catholic there's there's a lot of discrepancy with some of the stories with the Catholic priest that we got involved. Mm. Um, and this is where you're thinking of with the bed spray. Yes, yes, yes. Um, the father that basically took point in this in St. Louis started a, and this is a little bit later, but this is kind of associated with the um, the, fa- the uh, priest, um, Father Hughes, was the one in, in the Maryland area that started this. Um all the stories of like getting sliced by the the spring yeah. and and some of the other things that happened there's no real evidence um there was what they had called deemed the exorcist diary yeah um there's he doesn't have really other than mentioning his name there's nothing really written and he went to an extensive amount of writing in this that we'll get to in, in just a few minutes um but Really, you know that kind of story, and and, and the um, Hughes didn't really even associate himself later on in interviews. He's like, you know, no, none of this really happened. Mm-hmm. Those That's kind of stories were, and, yeah. and those kind of stories were. I think um, uh, Schultz, I think, had a little bit to do with that because he he kind of wanted to be a little more popular yeah. in that that paranormal arena, right? So, and kind of built up the story a little more for his reputation. Right. But uh, at this point, this is when the family decides, we need more family with us. And they move to... Good old STL. Good old STL to uh, her family. Which at that time was quite the endeavor. Yes. It was, what, a three-day, if I remember correctly, train ride? Uh, No, it was a... um, Or maybe two-day... Either way, that's it a was, long it was like a, <laughs> yeah, long. it was a long train ride. Um, cause I, because I was thinking it was like 16 hour, like 20 hour train ride. Even that's because, too long. I mean, just, <laughs> to be on a train. I mean, like a car, because they took initially, they, you know, it was like, because the father at, at one point was commuting back and forth. Yeah. Because he because kept of his work. job yeah. in Maryland. Yeah. So and back then, I mean, that had to be an astronomical amount of money to Imagine do. That. Oh, yeah. Know, to constantly being able to do that. Right. And then, again, kind of fast-forwarding here, but at that point that they thought he was fine, went back to Maryland. Right. And then ended up turning around and coming right back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just couldn't imagine the amount of money that was oh, I know. spent on, I mean, on this endeavor. I mean, it because at, at that time, everything... Nowadays, it seems cheap, but I mean, it was a large lump sum of money. Back taking then. a train ride lately, it ain't cheap. <laughs> uh, Actually, I have not. Yeah. But I mean, this is at this point, this is when they moved to um, Edwin's brother's um, mm-hmm. house for a little bit until they find their own place. So we have more things that go on um, when even when they get there. So oh, yeah, you guys yeah, more to... more thrashing about bookshelves yep. moving, blocking their escape, and well, and then it actually happened with his cousin in bed with him. You know, they just you know a smaller house, so mm-hmm. they had to share a bed. Him and his cousin, and the shaking and stuff the first night. You know, the, right off the bat, you know, yeah. 
that the cousin's in the bed too and the bed is shaking and it's like okay this can't just be Ronnie at this point <laughs> um, now what really threw me was the story of the rocking chair mm-hmm. that would have set me over the edge seeing anything <laughs> like this so basically at this point and it's a little bit in the in the you know before really things ramp up with getting someone there to help um, the parents are playing like canasta or something in the you know whatever those uncle, parents were doing whatever yeah. and then you cribbage know, yeah <laughs> it, it, it very well could have been um, Ronnie is in the like the living room and he's in a rocking chair and they hear him kind of yelling they go in there and he's in the chair and the the chair is spinning in a circle that's a sweet move without his feet <laughs> like his feet are basically like crossed underneath of him mm-hmm. from what what was described and it i mean literally the the two dads had or you know and then dad and the uncle right and they like grabbed the chair and it like threw ronnie out it was spinning so much they should have gotten a tame rocking chair. Uh, it's you know. <laughs> well, I go for a wild one. You maybe know. you know. Kids are gonna go on that. That's a responsible <laughs> rocking horse. Yeah. <laughs> so and at this point, you know, there's there were several things. You know, the closet or not the closet, but the bookcase that yeah. had had slid in front of the door. That there was no way that. They you fully know, get that in the movie, too. Yeah. They totally steal yeah. that for the movie. Yeah, Absolutely. the uncle could not, I mean... <laughs> Head spin time. The uncle was a fairly large man, and he couldn't, you know, it took everything he had to finally push it off to the side. There's mm-hmm. no way that Ronnie's, you know, 60-pound backside could get that thing pushed over <laughs> in front of the door. Right. So, um, now this, and then we involved the niece, Janice. Uh, she goes to St. Louis University... Uh, one of her teachers, um, it is, I wrote it down here, I know, it's dead air, sorry. <laughs> and, and there are two other people who could speak, right. and I just know. aren't, <laughs> and, uh, and refuse to. I, I'm, I'm terrible with names, so <laughs> yeah, I, mean, yeah, I don't remember the name. It's, it's great that you've got it written down, yeah. because... Yeah, yeah, Father Raymond Bishop. Was okay. one of her, her teachers, and he was very, uh, I think, a psychology teacher, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, but something he was very well known for being apathetic and taught, you know, being able to. Um, she literally told him everything, you know, explained everything that was going on, and you know, he's kind of sympathetic to both. Like, okay, I'll come and I'm not going to say anything of what what I think could be what. It, you know what it is. Yeah, just or, basically there to observe. Again, I, just like when Father Kira shows up, you know, and they don't. He doesn't say anything. He just observes, and Reagan knows things. Right. And Regan. Right. <laughs> and then after this, that's when he goes and starts observing Ronnie, mm-hmm. and you know he he has a few things happen there. So, yep. I mean, at this point, this is. He has his concerns on what's actually going on. He he knows something's going on. And, and there were a few incidences that of things that Ronnie would say or do that had... That he shouldn't have been able to know. Right. And yeah. some, some shouldn't say supernatural element. Perfect Latin. Right. 
things like that. You know? And the, the the concealing of rosaries and other holy items, yes. you know, on him. You know, right. not not knowing that they're there, but he knows yeah. they're right. there. Right. Right. And can explain those things, like a level of clairvoyance. Yeah, you know, exactly. You know, if you will, or like just a sense of of the, you know, um, at that point, um, um, Father Bishop calls on uh, someone that he knows. It's Father Kenny, who was what in his eighties at the time, mm-hmm. and has been around and seen. Basically, the 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 one priest that's been around and seen just about everything. Oh, you mean Father Marin? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, because that's actually all right. You're right. You're that's right. actually considered someone else. He's two different characters, two yes. different people yes. in one. Yes. But uh, he he says, you know, this sounds like something that could, you know, nobody gave a definite. Yeah, this is this is possession, but you know, there are, you know, I think the quote was there are, you know spiritual aspects that need to be further investigated. Right. Well, you know, and I, I, I thought it was kind of funny, too, you know, with uh, reading the book, they're they're apt to call it uh, telepathy or telekinesis right. or whatever, you know, more so than wanting to admit that it was a possession or that it was a spiritual entity that was doing these things. They all thought that Ronnie had, you know, some sort of superpower, for lack of a better word. Right. You know, and was able to move these objects, you know, with his mind right. or, or what have mm-hmm. you. You know, and I just, I, I, that always just kind of struck me as weird, you know, that they were more. It's funny that they'd be you more know, willing they, to they, go they were for more that. inclined, yeah. you know, to. Well, and that's the thing, you know, and, and there's a, the book. Do you guys remember the name of the book? What are are you talking about the the exorcism right? Yes. Book. Um, I, I just thought through this earlier. It. To, it's uh, the, I have it written down. That's I was just seeing if you guys remember. What is it's it called? The the ritual Romanum. Yes. I, kn- I knew that. Yeah. Yes. I knew that. So this this is basically it's a guidebook on what to look for. There are certain signs. Hmm. And we'll get into that a little bit of the signs of of uh, demonic possession, hmm. um, which you know Ronnie may or may not have exhibited, shown, exhibited yeah. every sign. You know all these. He didn't check off every box mm-hmm. per se, um, but I mean it's it's a. I guess because the Catholic Church with this right is so stringent. Yeah, they're not just doing exorcisms there all the time. Yeah, this is special permission. It's not just like uh, you know, no. Call call down an exterminator. It literally (laughs) almost has to come down from one of the Vatican's mouthpieces. Yeah, absolutely. You know the the archdiocese that's presiding over his district or whatever. It doesn't even have the final say so to push an exorcism through. Right. You know, like you said, it basically has to come from the Vatican. Yeah. Well, and that's and that's um, because Kenny uh, told um, Bishop to contact the Archbishop Ritter, who was basically overseeing the whole district. You know, I mean, it, even the Archbishop of St. Louis even comes to you know us here this high. You know, so what area they cover, um, and he had to to really get more information and oh yeah you know they don't really talk about it so much but you know there were relays of, right. of yeah. him and 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 the actual 
And there's some of that in the movie, too. They kind of go through a little bit a of A little that. bit. Yeah. Um, but at this point, this is when he um, they finally go to agree. Archbishop Brenner tells uh, uh, Father Bishop. I know it kind of gets confusing. Especially when you have one of the father's last name is Bishop, and then right. you're talking about Archbishop <laughs> Brenner. Um, that they need to find someone in particular to start these rites. Right. Well, um, uh, Father Bishop doesn't consider himself enough. And this and this is another thing that people don't really realize. There is a certain, almost, I mean, type of person that can only do this. Yeah, and I, I think it was described in the book, somebody that is completely right by God. You know, because you, you're you, not you, just holy, but humble and pious. I mean, yeah, which is another. You, you can't have any, for lack of a better word, skeletons in the closet, right? Because that's something that the you know the the evil the entity possibility that you know they can latch against, onto. Yeah, yeah. It, it'd be ammunition, right? You know, that, like you said, that can be used against you. And yeah, so I mean, that's you know they he had to, and now he had a friend. Who had been, you know, was a very experienced um, priest, who he considered probably one of the most pious, humble people that he knew, uh, Father uh, Bowdern, uh, who also was a member of the St. Louis University. Um, I know in the movie Possessed, yes, he's a basketball coach yes. and had experienced in 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 you know, Korean War in the war, yeah, yes, absolutely. So um, and and. Father Bowden had, had, you know, experienced some of that stuff. Um, he got in contact with him, explained the situation to a degree. You know, and that's that's the one thing that a lot of these things you would think of that they, well, this is this is what's going on. So you tell me what you think is going on. No, yeah. they'd be like, okay... There's a few things going on. But we want I you want to see you what to you observe. notice. Yeah. We don't I, want you to know, give you too I'm much. not going to, you know, yeah. there was a lot of that because, and I, and I think that really gives it more credibility that if more people see it without knowing in advance what's going to happen, you know, what's going on. Right. Um, so it's, it's a more of a genuine um, perspective. Perspective, yes. Yeah. yeah. So definitely that, you know, and, and Father. Uh, and I kind of think it was funny. This is part of it. Um, Father uh, Bowdern had poor eyesight, and a lot of times had to have somebody drive him. Mm-hmm. So he, um, to have another set of eyes, um, kind of recruited to a degree um, someone that was going through. He wasn't a he wasn't a, a priest yet. Yeah, he but, he was going through uh, seminary seminary yeah. school. Yes. Yeah, and he was a very like big guy. Also, great eyes on this guy. Uh-huh. Good eyes. <laughs> uh, Good with a car. Yeah. You got to drive it. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, father, well, not soon to be Father Walter Halloran. Perfect peepers. Former. He's like a football player. <laughs> you know. I mean, big but yeah, guy. yeah. Like you said, described as just like kind of like a mountain of a man. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty stout. So I mean. He goes in and tells him nothing. Literally tells him nothing. Um, they go to the house, you know, um, go talk to Ronnie. 
and, and I thought it was kind of uh, some of the experiences. He brought some uh, relics with him. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys got you know saw that part in there, the relics. Um, a piece of St. Xavier's, I think it was his finger. It was a bone. Yeah, yeah it was yeah, a bone it, from yeah, his arm. It, it, it was yeah. an exhumed was piece out, yeah. Yeah, out of his tomb. Yeah. Yeah, which, you know, he was sainted and his, they actually, the story behind it is, you know, everything that he had done um, before he was buried when he died. Well, first, when he was buried, they exhumed him 60 days later. That's a check in. And his body had not decomposed. 60 days being in. Yeah, interesting. You know, and figure that wasn't like it is today where it was the airproof. Right. Oh, you yeah. Know, so he. There should he, have been something going that on. That was, yeah. you know, that was the miracle for Sainthood, you know, the final straw of, mir- uh, of perform miracle. So the, at the time, the Pope had. Like from his elbow down, removed. Well, this is all crazy to me, by the way. Isn't it? I mean, <laughs> hey, uh, but, sixty days later, you know what we have? We need to check on. <laughs> Let's just dig that well, body up. What are we doing today? Was, as, as somebody that, going on? As somebody that grew up Catholic, I I can say that you know there is a lot of strange. Oh, yeah. There's not. There's I, not stuff yeah, that's not on, completely. Yeah. There's more stranger than that. I, I, I mean, just it just even that is weird to but me. But he was he was he was in life. He was like. What do you, um, I'm trying to think of the word, like, someone had, had wanted him, you know, there were several people that had wanted him to be applied, be applied for sainthood. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the reason why they had exhumed the body. Sure. Let's cut um, his arm off. But, it, but, <laughs> so but the weird. thing is, is it was sealed and it was put in the altar at the Vatican. Yeah. And then later, you know, because we're talking, what, 1700s, I think, yeah. when Xavier, Francis Xavier. Um, but anyway, it was in like a, a glass, t- you know, part of this bone was in a glass tube. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking like Hellboy things. Oh, yeah, exactly right. I, I love mean, that stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, but anyway, that, you know, he had brought that in. Uh, Father uh, uh, Bowdern yep. had brought that in. Um and there was a little story about that with a uh, what was the photo of the Virgin Mary? An actual photo. Yeah, pinned, yeah. It, it was, that it uh, pinned under in his um, uh, pillowcase without mm-hmm. his knowledge. Mm-hmm. And at one point, it was, you know, and it was like inside to inside, so he wouldn't have been able to pull it out. And the the photo was ripped out, and when he was sleeping on the the piece, I think. That he was screaming that there was something wrong, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That because I'm 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 trying to re, uh, yeah. I didn't re, write re, it all down. Here. Yeah, it was Ronnie in his normal state. Right, was saying that something was wrong because the voices was telling him right right that yeah. that something wasn't right. It, right. It, yeah. Am, am I remember that yeah, correctly? Yeah. 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 Well, and then at one point, you know, with all this going on, he had a rosary, and then he woke up screaming, and the rosary was like, the the, the priest had seen him and Halloran had both seen the rosary, like, snaking That's under weird. the sheets. Centipede style. Yeah, I mean, literally serpentile style, going through his sheet, mm-hmm. you know. Um, there were, you know, and this is in the beginning. 
you know, at one point that um, Halloran had been holding him down and he broke the Ronnie, a little 60, you know, 5, 68 pound kid, broke Bruce this guy's knows. nose. Yep, yeah. yep. And well, that that was a little bit further ahead. I thought. Yeah, it was thought, just a little bit. Only only by not much, but just a little right because yeah. I I thought that was a little bit of a ways into the. Um, They're doing it right. Exorcism rites. Yeah, because yeah. there was, I think, five people around the bed at the time. Yeah, two that, on yeah. each side, and then one holding his feet down. Right, and there was a colleague that was with them that wasn't taking it too serious, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. That was on the same side as him. And that's when Ronnie broke free and socked him in the nose, you know, and broke well, his and nose. Well, he said, well, we don't need to, I don't want to Yeah, you don't, don't, want, you don't, don't want to force him, him down. Yeah, because yeah, you don't want to hurt him right. you know, or whatever. And he was trying to tell him, like, no, you need to hold him down because right. there's moments when he'll go into a fit of rage and have, you know, super otherworldly strength, right. you know, that this little frail boy shouldn't possess. Right. You know, and one of those bouts of rage happened. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there was one little part that I did miss, like during the part where they went to go see him before um, uh, Halloran had really even known, was when the holy water went flying across the room at him and missed his head by like just inches. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I mean, you've got two people in there and have no idea. One doesn't really know what's going on. And then you have an event like. And, and, and just then flies across the room, and, right? and then the precise spitting. Yes, like and, and I mean, it, it was like you know, bullseye and people across the room. That's just you cool. know, with, yeah. with spit. That's just right. Cool. You know, and, and it while, wasn't while, just like you know, in, in between yelling yeah. obscenities and right. whatnot. Yeah, but you know, and that I thought that was bizarre. I was like, you know, it is bizarre. It really well, is. And then, you know, it would be he would get, have fits of like, you know. And it wasn't so much like the vomiting pea soup thing, mm-hmm. but they said it would be like mucus and blood and frothy and, 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 frothy yeah. and just tons of, I mean, the kids should have been so dehydrated, they said, and then, you know, he would, at, at yeah, one point he, during he would, the rites. And he would urinate and defecate himself, too. To the point that it was so bad, they had to, like, open the windows. <laughs> I mean, because, yeah, because of the stench. I, I remember that because yeah. he was farting. Yeah. And he said... <laughs> yeah. The most and, evil and, thing you can do. <laughs> but, there, but there was... <laughs> oh, but the they were saying that the stench this. that was coming from this boy was so bad, like... That it was almost to... It almost smelled like decom- uh, decomposition. Yeah. You know, uh, that, well, and that's, that they that's had one of the things the from, from, from Bowden that, you know, he was like, I have been in war where there's been, you know, yeah. piles of dead bodies and yeah. it did not smell this bad. Because kids stink, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they they about. yeah, they do. Yeah, they yeah. do. Living with a teenage boy, you know, I, you know, I it's like, did I sink that bad? Yes, we you did. You know, when I was his yeah. age? Yes, we did. Like, man, oh, man. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, and there for the longest time when they started this, because there's a specific time that an exorcism, when it starts, there's certain things that have to happen in certain cycles that have to go on through the rites. That there were times they thought, well, something, something might be over. It's not. Something yep. begins. I mean, like, how many times total did they do the right? It, it was an insane number, right? Oh, it 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 went on for uh, how many days? Two I mean, or three months. Yeah, didn't yeah. It? yeah. So well, because well, uh, um, Troy um, 
mentions in the book that you know a, a spirit could play possum right uh, you know appear that it has been expelled right but until you actually go through the uh, I, I forget what that step is called but the expulsion process right it's not over right and being i guess maybe as naive or not as experienced, uh, experienced yeah. you know they thought they had hit that point multiple well, times well there was there was a couple of things um there were and we didn't even really delve on this like even in the beginning they had talked about when they first got to St. Louis about sending Ronnie to school yeah and the, you know the supposed scratches with Ronnie's like not even close to it and then watching them Beat yep. up on his skin. Yep. No. You know, another thing that translated about, really well to the movie. Yeah. Extremely well. Mm-hmm. You know, about going to school. No. And then um, there was a little bit later on in some of the exorcisms, there were dates, numbers. Yes. And that's that plays into part of the thing they thought. And with, it, it, if I remember correctly, it wasn't the regular numerical system that we're familiar yeah, no. with. It was in uh, the Roman numerals. Roman numerals, right, yeah. Right. yeah. So, and, and, and their staging of dates that kind of, um, you know, some of the stories of, like, him standing up on the bed, the uh, the footboard, like, pissing everywhere. Yeah. He's just having a good <laughs> you time. You know, I Come mean, on. things fly, fun. you know, several things flying. I mean, and they, you know, it's so funny, I thought, you know, it's like, this is an ungodly amount of urine that this kid was spewing. <laughs> I mean, literally, you know, I mean, I've taken some Tom Hanks cleaning their own kind of peas, but by their description, this is like well beyond that. Yeah. It does know? seem comical. Like the scene in uh, the scary movie. Uh, yeah, scary movie too. <laughs> yeah, yeah when she, forever. They're they're down. And they in, just start looking at it. Yeah, like, down in the living room, on? you yeah. know, having a good time and whatnot. She comes down and goes, "You suck!" and starts pissing all, <laughs> all over the rug. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, she's been sick, and then starts yeah. beating her head, you know, with the newspaper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, all this had been going on for this amount of time, and you know, they they'd been like the first night that. Um, uh, Bowdern and Halloran had gone there. They thought most of it was over at that point. So they went home and like it's not like 2 yeah, o'clock yeah. in the morning. Like an Ronnie, hour or two later. Yeah, Ronnie is calling. He's coming back. He's coming back. Please come. You know, so it's like all this time during the... And this is not the first time or, you know, that's the first of many times that they've left and then have and had, had to come, come back. back. And it's... I think worth noting, while all this was going on, they were still attending seminary school. They were still practicing. They were still teaching. All the while doing this the night before, up until 3, 4, 5 in the morning. Right. And having to turn around, go home, get an hour of sleep, and then, you know, start their day only to repeat this the very next night. Well, part of the thing with, um, you know, Father Bowden, he had to fast. And by the end of this, on the you know this three or four month period of time, he literally lost forty pounds just yes. from exhaustion and and you know not eating of, properly, not eating and, properly, and everything else. And just the whole the the stress of it all. Exactly. You know. So, um, we kind of get a little bit back and forth with the exorcism there. So things kind of calm down for a little while. So they start. Um, 
trying to go out and do things, and then now we go to the point of one time going to, to, to go out and enjoy the day, and then something happens in the car. <laughs> I don't remember uh, this. Hang on. Go, what, tell me. I, I forgot this. This is when we talked about earlier yeah, when Ronnie where, when, freaked out. Where, yeah, where he thought they were going back to the church. or they, they were Oh, oh they, right. They were okay. coming. That's this point. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I thought that was much earlier. Maybe I'm just out of here. I'm, I'm out of it here, I guess. But okay, yeah. You're right. Yeah, that's... And that's a... I've heard about that before from other sources. Right. And that's a pretty... It's a pretty creepy, and like you said, a lot like the omen. Yeah, I'm clearly and where they went for the omen because he was with the family. Yeah, and he was he completely fine. Them, yeah. He was completely fine, and then they got close enough to the church where they've been taking him to perform the uh, exorcism rites when they weren't performing them at the house, and he just went into a, a fit of rage. Um, I forget who was sitting in the back seat with the him. The uncle I, was sitting in the back. Seat. It was the or uncle. No. It was, or I thought it was like his mother. Wasn't it his mother and there was somebody else? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His mother and it wasn't Janice? The, the, it, it, it might have been Janice. I was going to say, it might have been the girl yeah, back there yeah. with him. And was it the father driving and the uncle was in the, in the, in the passenger seat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, he goes, erupts into a ball of rage and starts punching and beating on him and on kicking the driver, and thrashing. Yeah, and and I mean, hanging just, over the seat. Yeah, just creating... An Chaos. ungodly scene, yeah. yeah. You know, within the car, like I said, almost causing the vehicle to, you know, crash. Yeah, he like like ran into the curb. You know, he had to park and just like, you know, you can imagine just any open spot running into the curb and just and just everyone bailing out, yeah. trying to trying to get Ronnie off, trying to get away know, from this try, one, man get, yeah. Pit, yeah. You know? <laughs> one man mosh pit. Yeah, one man mosh pit. Yeah, we've all seen those uh, yeah. recently. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, at that point, that's... And then, at this point, this is when they take him to the rectory. Yes. Yeah, down in the basement. Down in... This is kind of some of the more legendary stuff, I think. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, there's been, like, lots of stories, and it's written even in the the Exorcist Diary uh, from from Father Bowden. He almost had an unearthly voice when they're literally dragging him into the rectory at St. Francis Xavier Church. So this is at that point, you know, after that, that it's like the parents need a break. The fam- uncle and, and the family are, I mean, they're at their wit's end. Right. You know, so they're like, we're going to take him to the rectory. There's stories of the nuns talking about, I mean, literally being scared hearing this kid, this come out of this room from this kid, mm-hmm. then it's, you know, and it's further progression in the exorcist pro- exorcism process. So, you know, this is happening more and more frequently. This is where the, you know, this is part of where the urine story, you know, is in the, and things flying around the room and the furniture moving and starting to talk in Latin you know, imperfect. And this is also when the singing really begins. Yeah, that's creepy stuff. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's described as Ronnie having this angelic singing voice. Yeah. But then at times it getting completely flipped. And there were things that he was saying. Now, I don't know if, if Troy, he didn't really have him in the book either. But some of the stuff that Ronnie was saying... To one of the one of the priests that were in the rectory, 
when they were doing some of the actual... I wish there could have been recordings or something. There there was a lot of... Basically, it was just boiled down to obscenities, explicitives, stuff like that. Sexual innuendos. He never... He didn't go into any great detail by any stretch of the imagination. It was just literally, you know, foul stuff. Right, right. And then there were things that, like... um, I think they said that there was... Some things that he would have never known. Yes. That he was... Yeah. Touching back on that clairvoyance. Right. And and he was, you know, spouting off to these priests of things that... Which yeah. kind of goes from some of the movies of... Of course, Some yeah. of their past. Knowledge and, of and, things yeah. he could not have right, known. Yeah. Right, right. And, and, yeah, exactly, you know. And, uh, yeah, he touched upon bringing up personal details, you know, of, of the priests. Or giving them dates when they were going to die. Right, and, You know, right. stuff like that. That's just a fun thing. That's just fun parlor trick. It's a game we play. Right. You know, and all this time he was doing still all a lot of that modeling fluid stuff, you know, the mm-hmm. the the old know, favorite. Hawkeye Hawkeye uh spinning, spinning and, and, yeah. you know. And like I said, they, they it was it was not just somebody spitting a loogie. This was like blonde and vile and, and you know, like large with, almost like with expert precision. Like, yeah, like expert precision with like golf ball size you know, <laughs> I, I know. You know, like really something that would be considered just completely unnatural to to the frequency and the and the you know ability of. That's like, crazy. See, see you shaking your head. Yeah, I'm yeah. just shaking my no, head. I, I, uh, Listeners can't see it, but yeah. I'm just shaking my head. No, I like I have the same sentiment. You know, just even thinking about that, you know, it's like ugh, you know, just kind of sends a chill up your spine. You know, just not only what's happening, what they're experiencing, but being covered in, you know, mucus and, like you said, bodily fluid. And it's just, it's a completely foul right, situation that, that they have themselves in. I just think, like, I would, eventually I would just be like, dude, this is, we're done with it. Just stop. <laughs> it's like, put a ball this gag in. This is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ooh, but- we get it. You're scary. Come on. <laughs> Don't you want to have lunch? <laughs> Aren't you hungry? Come on, man. Here's a happy well, meal. <laughs> well, and then after a while, things kind of calmed down. He, had, he, you know, Ronnie was still there. Um, the trip to the, um, oh, I can't remember the name of it, the path, like the Saints path that they they took. It was like the outdoor park and the oh the trail. Yeah, I I, I don't remember. Well, you know, he he had been calm and everything else, and I I think there was like one statue. He sees he sees a statue or something that sets him off. It sets yeah. him, you know a certain statue of a saint and sets him off, and he takes off running. Yep. And literally, you know, Walter Halloran had to like football tackle this kid mm-hmm. before he went off, you know, and hurt himself because where it's at is on top of a bluff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that could have been the end of a little it, Ronnie. It, he, well. You never know. I mean, yeah. you know, it could have been something else. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, but I mean, you know, so the, it had gone in ebb and flow for a while, you know, but there would be a certain thing that would happen that would, you know, it would be like, well, I'm dormant for now, but I'm going to try to, at the most opportune time, you know, strike out. Mm-hmm. Well, they went through a few things. Um, I know they had talked about. When the first time they finally thought, because it was hitting that one of those dates. Yeah. 
And there were certain things that Ronnie had done to maybe make them believe that it was that it was over. He was a showman. It definitely was a showman. Um, and they take and decide because it had been what, like five, six days, I think. Yeah, there there was about a week's time where virtually nothing had happened, and. Um, I'm, I'm trying to find it here, if, if I can find the excerpt, but it, it was that letter that was written saying that he would leave Ronnie, you know, by that certain, you know, by oh, that so many day, days, yeah. um, given that certain circumstances were, were met. Right. And I, I can't remember exactly how it, um, how it read, but I'm trying to find it here. Yeah, but it kind of, I mean, basically it's. You know, it hit on the, on this certain day at this certain time, he would be gone. You know, and I think I don't think even at this point they still knew the name, because that was one of the. I specifics. actually just found it. Okay. So the excerpt reads: "I will stay ten days, but will return in four. If Ronald stays, gone to lunch. If you stay and become a Catholic, it will stay away, Odell. God will take it away four days after it has gone. Ten days." God is getting powerful. The last day when it quits will leave a sign on my front Father Bishop. All people that mangle with me will die a terrible death. Mangle with me? <laughs> That's a weird... And this was this was because Ronnie was doing some of that, you know, writing, supposedly. Like, like know, in, in, in his trans transport yes. state. Yeah. yeah. So, but, you know, those things that had passed that, you know, when he had become Catholic and those kind of things. So they thought it was over. And then that's when they go back to Maryland for a very short time. Yes. <laughs> very short. I think it was only like a day or two. Yeah. I, I think they were back there and well, then and turned then, around and came back to St. Yeah, Louis. more stuff started happening and again. You know, he got violent and, you know, went back to his old ways and they immediately jumped on the train and came back and that's when they went to the Alexian brothers which was a you know the Alexians are known for being like great scientists and mm -hmm. psychology and you know deal with even the paranormal you know those kind of things and then this is when the exorcism gets really ramped up yes I mean this is yeah even more so than than what it was previously yeah I mean and it's hard to believe that at this point I mean, this is like in the Exorcist movie. This is like this is it. This is it. Sort yeah, of. This, like, like this is where the climax is. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, the theme song kicks in. Right. Here. <laughs> 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 to the bells. Yeah. So I mean, you they start going through all this heavy stuff. I mean, you know, very it literally taking seven. Eight, I know there were stories of like seven or eight Alexians in there holding him down. With the four or five other, you know, I couldn't imagine what the room looked like. Having that many people there, having to literally... Hold him down. Hold him down, and then the others, like, performing these rites. And it just on a constant, you know, because they hadn't... It was hours and hours and hours on end. Mm -hmm. You know, their stories from... And day from, to day. Yeah, and day to day. There's stories from security guards, because they had outside security, you know, people that weren't there, which delves into part of my story. Um, oh. And this was well after, okay? okay. Um, but the hospital was torn down in 78. Mm -hmm. 
Um, my dad, part-time, he was a police officer full-time, went part-time to make some extra money when they were getting ready to start moving things out. And was, it, was this when they were remodeling the, uh, the, the, the grounds? Yes. Um, he, he was a security guard there. I was like four or five, I think it was like four or five. Um, I went to the hospital. Oh, really? And oh, that would have been awesome. You know, I didn't know much about it, but, you know, I grew up Catholic. I literally grew up right across the river. Um, my priest had gone to St. Louis and knew oh, yeah. some of the people Probably involved. a lot of the stuff, yeah. And knew, you know, so we had always heard stuff. And I learned about it later because Father Frank was there for a long time. Um, like everything that mm-hmm. then delved into it. I mean, as a, f- a small child going down that area, which they kind of hadn't cordoned off after a while, that mm-hmm. room was completely sealed. I heard it was off. sealed yeah. permanently, yeah. yes. And then that whole wing was sealed off, right? Later, right. you know, later after, after that, right? So, I mean, literally, you could not even you can go in the area, and the thing is, the way the hospital was, they were kind of you can go around it. It literally, there was a different feeling sure. in that whole place. You know, and then you hear stories, which, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Like the, the story of the cloud when they finally broke that wing and demolished it. You know, I it, heard the story. it looked like when the smoke rose, it literally had this demon looking presence. That's pretty cool. That, you know, from the building's rubble. Like, you know, because you're hitting anything, the smoke and the dust. Right, and absolutely. The, but yeah, it literally had this, you know, from construction workers, had this story of it looking like this demon coming, rising out. Have well, you seen, there's a James Bond thing, uh, License to Kill, there was an explosion on the set. that It was it was planned. Right. But there's a still image that they took, and in the, the flames is like this demon skull face. Thing. Oh, that's cool. It's no, pretty cool, it, yeah. yeah. I'll find it, it for you, yeah. yeah. That's pretty awesome. What were you going to say, Jared? Sorry. Uh, but even before they demolished that uh, that section of the building, when it was all sealed off, there was reports of people hearing things, you know, coming from beyond no, I, the yeah. you know the doors, right? Or on outside, you know, on the grounds, hearing stuff coming from right. that that part of the hospital, you know, and uh, even going as far as to seeing things in the windows, right? You know, uh, uh, too. So, well, and that brings back that the furniture is still around. Yes, because there was a desk and uh, there was a desk and a chair. Desk chair and the bed. And was frame. It maybe maybe a cabinet, like, like, like an like, end table, like, like a yeah, like an end table cabinet type deal that was in there too. Mm-hmm. That they came in and removed before they demolished the building. Yes. And then there was papers and whatnot right. uh, talking about the exorcism that was right. found Right, there was the a desk. construction worker that, or a yeah. cleaner or whatever, whoever was doing that, that that's, they had those. Uh, but uh, I found the picture. It's not a skull. It's a hand. I, re- I remember oh, wrong. Okay. It's a flaming hand. This is from an explosion that they did on set. But I mean, oh yeah, look yeah. at that. It's from License to Kill. If you look up License oh, to Kill, wow. flaming hand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and there's that's... there's a wider shot of it. Look at it coming out of that cloud. It looks like it's a puffy sleeve with a hand coming. It out. It looks like mm. um, 
Galactus in that Fantastic Four. <laughs> uh, how weird is that? But yeah, so, I mean, pretty yeah, cool. Kind of if nothing else, it looks awesome. Yeah. It's so badass. Now, and I don't know if Troy and if it was at one point taken to the basement of a church, the furniture. Yeah, and um, then it was moved. And it's still supposedly in existence in a storage, in a storage unit, unit yes. across from Scott Air Force Base, yeah. which my nephew is, um, you know, as a lieutenant and worked worked there. And they still have stories on that base about that stuff being across about haunted furniture. I mean, no, no I mean specifically the the Exorcist furniture. It's funny. That's really awesome. It, so, it's cool, but it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd buy a haunted chair or something. I don't know. I, even for that, <laughs> if, I don't know. Yeah, if, if I willingly knew that a, a piece had a history, I don't think I'd, I'd you know, buy well, it. You wouldn't buy it? Not no, like that. I, oh, cool. <laughs> I am a collector of all kinds of things and have been over the years, but I, I am a pretty firm believer in the paranormal, but right. I do, I like you, Chris, kind of tiptoe that line of belief and skepticism yeah. like anything that happens i don't immediately jump to oh right that that had to been a ghost yeah you know i always look for the explanation before falling back on what it right. possibly could be right right you know but if i knew like say say the annabelle doll had it had it not been locked up in Raggedy preserved, Ann, baby yeah. yeah just using that as an example if that was up for sale or at, at an auction or whatever, you know, and that I'm not going to tempt fate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or what if yeah. what if it like what you wasn't you wouldn't you didn't have to buy it. They were just like, do you want this? If it was gifted to me, hell no. That, that's even worse. <laughs> <yet. laughs> you know, I've seen drag me to hell. Damn it! I would absolutely one, take that because one of the biggest superstitions to get rid of a curse is to willfully Please. gift it away. Right. Yeah. And if you get somebody else to. To like accept I said, it. Like I said, I've You're, seen Drag Me to Hell. I, no, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> you wouldn't take it. Chris, would you take Annabelle Doll? No. No way. No. Or a chair from the Exorcist? Bar stool? No. No? Bar stool. I don't know. I don't know what was in there. <laughs> but no, absolutely An not. Ottoman? I definitely yeah. would not tempt the fates. That's funny. Mm-mm. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. But kind of to go back to the, the you know, at the hospital in the, in the final final days of the of the exorcism, um, I know at one point is when he finally, when it, everything finally broke. Um, they had gone through, I mean, everybody's exhausted, beat up, you know. He he declares, you know, God and Savior and, and, and everything else. And I, I don't remember, at that point, just before then, did supposedly the possession finally name itself? I don't, I, I'm... Because that was one of the things, and one of the big, like kind of criticisms that this did not they pushed it you know the the you know the clergy involved pushed it for the exorcism without having every aspect right. of being qualified and, and, that, and for that's an why they wanted to keep it so hush hush right. because their reputation was on the line because right. they didn't follow their own protocol 100% of the way well, or no one about this story later <laughs> well and and, and Troy in his book touches on this that um you know, at the time, segregation was still prevalent. You know, St. Louis University was one of the first in the Midwest to accept black students. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that they were being criticized in some circles for that. 
So, so they didn't want this on top of that. They didn't want this. You know, I mean, it's always a political scandal, no matter mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it doesn't matter whether what it it's is. an exorcism or somebody sleeping with somebody. Right. You know. <laughs> but um, you know that was part of it. But when that finally broke and he had finally. You know, accepting everything and Ronnie but, himself. But yeah, to answer your question, I don't think the demon was ever named. That's I. I think because that's the Pazuzu thing is made up for the movie, I right? Know. Right, and I think that whole Legion thing is. That's just from the Bible. At, yeah, no, I know yeah. that, but I mm-hmm. think it was hinted at to a degree with some of the writings. Yeah, see, and I, I don't I remember think like that. It being multiple. Yeah, like the, it, you know, using like Wii and stuff like that at yeah. times. Nothing really concrete, but who's right. a big Venom fan before this? <laughs> <laughs> the character, not the band. Well, I mean, there was enough ooze. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, ooze. they said that the final discharge. Oh. The final discharge. It really was. There, all, there almost was <laughs> just one right now. Jared took a drink at the wrong time. <laughs> The final that was, discharge. <laughs> that was almost bad for your door. Here. I know. <laughs> At least it was only the door. But it, well, oh, I mean, literally man. was right. I mean, because that was the thing. It just he it, he was yeah, almost like it, him it was an expelling. Every... Yeah, an expelling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have an expelling room in my house. <laughs> it's great. Don't we all? Yeah. Sometimes multiple. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like Terry Bradshaw's naked room. Naked but, room. Yeah. Yes. But we all deserve oh, a naked yeah. room. And an expelling <clears throat> Yeah. Yes. Um, but, no, I mean, that was, you know, it was this big, you know, basically it was all, anything impure coming out. Mm-hmm. So, at that point, that's when, you know, kind of, when they decided to seal off the room, that's when, you know, Ronnie... they couldn't get the smell out. That's all it was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... You can't burn in a room in an active hospital, so you can't totally get a, get rid of it. Yeah, you um, can only sanitize so far. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, this is when Ronnie went back, and he, you know, and everything, you know, that was said, there was never, ever any other issue. And some of the things that had happened, even, you know, talking later on from the priest, and finally once um, Walter Halloran had become a priest, he had talked to... You know, things, and there was some of the stuff that Ronnie never even remembered happening. Yep. Uh, complete, like, fog. Yeah. Memory fog. Yeah. It was almost, you know, he had explained at times he was outside of himself. Right. You know, and and I know there's a couple of people that have completely, like, supposedly debunked this. Mm-hmm. But there's been... So many people and affidavit witnesses that had not known any situation going beforehand, had just had, you know, even some small experience with it, to really justify that this is a possible, excuse me, a possibility that this happened. Right. And that it wasn't some psychosis or some, you know, just acting out or some hoax. Yeah, to me, it definitely seems like, you know, there's a good case for mental illness, for sure. But, uh, and, and that's what, personally, the way I feel about it. But you get all this, all these people involved in this big thing. It's like, 
it does make you wonder, like, what you know, why would all these people lie, or why were they all, you know, were they all confused? I mean, that doesn't seem so likely. So I don't know. It's if nothing else, it's extremely interesting. Well, and I mean, the thing is, is like, you know, if you add, for the fact that this really was kept, and until someone found the Exorcist diary, these details were never out into the public. Right. I mean, there were some things that were, you know, happenstance, you know, circumstantial evidence. A little well, bit of and, people and talk. And you have like the bystanders, you know, outside of everything right. going on. Yeah. You know, hearing noises or whatever. Right. Regurgitating that information. Right. Oof, and I'm sure at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Spelling. <laughs> but, you know, and I'm, in some cases, words. it was most likely some of it was, you know, given new heights. And, you of know, course. and exaggerated yeah. some, to some degree. But a lot of times, you know, there was a seed of truth to it. Yes. Um, but to have so many people who didn't really want to talk about it for the most part, but but were like, yeah, this did happen, yes, these things did happen, you know, okay, I'm good. Sure. Right. Especially directly with the people involved because, you know, um, I, I want to say 2014 was when Father Halloran passed. I'm pretty sure it was 2014. Uh, you know, and it was, and, uh, you know, Troy had done the interview with him, and Troy yeah. honestly was one of the only few people that he, that he actually really opened to. Yeah, that he opened up to. Um, I know early two thousands or late nineties. Um, I know Troy had, had maybe I didn't he talk to um Father Bishop or Father um uh, Bowder. Mm. This one I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I, 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 don't, I, don't I don't remember. remember. I know because I, I know he spoke to a lot of people regarding yeah. you know right. regarding the events that happened. So again, I'm terrible with names and trying to keep them all right, straight. Right, right, you know, there right. there is a lot going on. Yeah, but yeah, I'm not 100 percent certain if he did or not. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of people that you know don't really associate with each other anymore. You know, they had a lot of, you know, and and sometimes time does change a little bit, but mm-hmm. I mean. You know, as in regards to Halloran, Father Halloran, that other than minute details that when you're constantly somebody asks you about it, and he's like, you know, you may have misquoted at the sure. time, mm-hmm. but I mean, his story never changed, and it's not like he was out in the public constantly, right? Yeah, this is, selling it, selling yeah, books. Well, and, no, no, no. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and just the fact. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I think I think that gives it more of a level of credibility than if nothing else. Than it's skepticism it, to me in, on, on my perspective. Sure, that's a, it's an amazing story. It's very scary. Yes, it's unknowable the answer I think, but it is certainly fun to I mean, think yeah. about. At this point, I know we had the possession. The, Which the Tim Dalton one? Yes, the Tim yeah. Dalton. I'd love to see this. that takes some different angles on it. It, that, it does, that does some, add some spins that I don't. I don't know. Yeah, and I wasn't real. I, I mean, knowing the story and reading Troy's original book by yeah. the time I actually saw that one, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it takes some liberties. It makes it makes some changes to people and their motivations and things. Right, and it's, a, it's a little different. I don't yeah, know. and well, I think that was that was done more of like. Trying to bleed skepticism more into it than just tell the story. Yeah, maybe. Um, I'd love to see them do make this, like do another version or this this book. You this mean. book, sure. Because the the new Exorcist trilogy is in the works. I mean, yeah. it would, it would be nice. Almost if it as wasn't this it, as a 
crinkle. Yeah. To, you know. More, make it more so, if they could pull it off, more like, kind of like an anthology series. Yeah. Instead of, you know, a direct sequel to the and, events and that I don't, the There hasn't been a huge talk about, like, how this three movie set is going to set up. Yeah. So Or whether or not even Linda Blair is going to be in it. Yeah. I feel like she won't be, but who yeah. knows? I mean, they're getting Ellen Burstyn back, so right. I mean, that's amazing. So, But how do you get her and not Linda? Yeah. I don't know. Interesting, though. Well, they did have that show, and wasn't she on it for a quick Was second? Linda Blair on it? I, thought I watched the first episode and couldn't stand it. Yeah. I did not like it. Yeah, well. I wasn't a big fan of it either. Yeah, and I, I never watched it. My mom loved it. Yeah. I but, don't know. But, uh, no, I'd really like to see this portrayed like, you know, like the story is. I mean, you know, you can make a little bit more Hollywood special effects. Mm-hmm. You know, and they will, happen, of course. And yeah. they would. But tell this real story. You know, I, there, mean, I think there's it, room for a different version. You know, let us have this because I'd like to see a sequel to the movie. Yeah. But uh, as far as like you know a, a realistic telling of this story, I think there's room for something else that would be really cool. Right. Mm-hmm. So either like a mini series or documentary or even um, you know like a movie would be really I, cool. Yeah. You know, I would really like to see a full scale movie of it. Yeah, I think I, I would mean too. it's you know I think it's it's really interesting. With, with got, as much that goes on though, it would have to be kind of epic length to get all that's the what details. I mean, yeah. that's I, mean why I, said I would be fine with, with a three hour or, yeah, or like, do like a part know? one part two you know right. Dune style yeah <laughs> Dune style there you go mm-hmm. but uh, I mean you know because this this story does have like every element you know to it it's got the family dynamic it's got yeah, you know because at one point it doesn't have every know, element where's the romance well, well I mean, supposedly between Ronnie and Aunt Tilly. Yeah. Well, that's the romance. Okay. You know what? You yeah, that me. was debunked a long time ago. I, 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 I know. I know. No, but I mean, really between, you know, Ronnie's mom and dad. They had, there were issues between, you know, there at one point that, you know, his dad was like, this is, let's screw it, let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's stop this, let's go. Yeah. You know, and... Because he he was a skeptic from the word go, right? You know he he uh, you know he thought Ronnie was just faking it, whereas you know Adele and uh, her mom, you know, were convinced from the word go that this was supernatural. Well, and I, and I think part of it was that you know his father weren't. And wasn't there all the time, mm-hmm. so, so he's he not seeing. He comes on. home. He's tired. He just wants to have dinner. You know, I don't want to deal. Troy I don't want to deal with that. this uh, kid acting out. I just want to go to bed. And, and Troy even touched on that a little bit. Yeah, and, no, I. That's yeah, that's a so real I mean, observation I'm know, making. I'm not trying to be funny. Yeah, I think no, that's, no. I think that could be a factor for so, sure. So I mean, you're you know, and then you've got your extended family because they were. Like, you guys need to find someplace else. Yeah, they, I mean, yeah and, which we didn't touch upon. They, no. They essentially kicked them out. Yeah. yeah. They're like, yeah. we can't take any more of this. Right. You, like, I'm sorry, but you yeah. got to go somewhere else. Ron's gone wrong. <laughs> In theaters now. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, and, and so many things happen, and it, it's such an ebb and flow of, of, you know, quiet time, and then, you know, it's constant bombardment. Sure. And, it's just moderate things, mm-hmm. and then, you know, I mean, even talking as long as we have with it, we've only grazed. Just, just, yeah, just oh, yeah. grazed the surface. Right. Yeah. So I think I can safely say, like, if you're interested in the subject whatsoever, the book is a must, yeah. is a must oh, pick I, up. Absolutely. Um, I have to agree. Yeah. I, you know, as again, as a skeptical person, I still 
found this book to be quite enjoyable and uh, f- for sure would, would read more about it, and, and I'm sure I will. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Devil Came to St. Louis by Troy Taylor. Very good read. Very, I mean, genuinely creepy things in the book too. Yeah, yeah. It's it, for sure. I've I felt a little tingle every once in a while while I was reading it. Well, and then he does. He does actually, you know, hint or not hint on, but touches on a little bit of the Blatty. Oh yeah, and the movie Blatty. Yes, Blatty. <laughs> what are you doing in my swamp, Blatty? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shrek meets William Peter Blatty. <laughs> Let's make a YouTube video. Yeah. No, but I mean, you know, and and, and where he came from, because you know, he he at university in Georgetown, he heard a little bit of mm-hmm. of the story. He of, read it in the newspaper, yeah. and he was on a TV. He won a game show. <laughs> How weird! But uh, no, really, I mean, yeah, strange. It's also weird. There's just so many weird things, and even if you continue that to. The things they say about the making of the movie and how the set was cursed and all there's just yeah. all these angles to it that are all just these interesting wrinkles just to unfold and, and, and examine. There's a lot to this story. It's just really interesting and spooky and fun. Well, you know, and it's funny you're talking about the things that happened with making the movie. Troy himself with making this book. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, Completely and forgot I'm about sure this. did yeah. he get yeah. into it when you enter go ahead and tell a little bit of So when he was uh, compiling his work for the initial pressing of the book, um, he had all kinds of paranormal things happening in his house, in and around his works, you know, his workspace in the house and outside of it, um, <clears throat> to the point of things disappearing, um, you know, original manuscripts going missing, uh, things that he compiled for his research. Sounds you know, like a getting... bit of a dog ate my homework situation. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Publisher, uh, it's something evil has happened, and I can't (laughs) find the Word document. (laughs) You know, and and again, you know, take take it all with a grain of salt, like anything paranormal. But fast forward years later, when he revisited the subject to publish the new version of the book, the same things were happening all over again. Yeah. But mind you, you know, Troy... I mean, by nature, is very skeptic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm very much a skeptic. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he's... And, and he's never really mentioned that anything like those kind of occurrences happened on any of the other, you know, tons of books that delve with paranormal things. Sure. Or, you know, yeah. it's just this specific subject and... But in my experience, when you start thinking about ghosts, you start, you know, seeing them all over the place. You know what I mean? It's just like what well, I'm writing but I mean, about. That's a, but that's adds the, thing. To the thing. He never really had that with. Have you read? Dr. I mean, King. how many several? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sutter King. I mean, Sutter King. How, you that's know, it, not Decker. Yeah. Decker from uh, Blade Runner. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would. But I mean, he's Sutter. done the Valeska murders. You know, sure. you know, and then all he those... got killed with an axe. That was weird. But I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, he never had anything like this really. Right, because it's not ghostly. I don't. I. This is. It's silly. I'm. I'm just being funny. Yeah. I don't know. I. I just think when you are in a subject like that, it starts to creep into your daily life, and, and you start to notice these things more. And you know, I. I can. I can definitely agree to that. You know, to right. a certain degree. Right. You know, because you're so infatuated, you immerse yourself into what you're doing, right. whether it's you know writing an album or you know right, writing right, right, a story right. or whatever. Right. You know, it takes over, basically. And depending on your beliefs, 
you noticing those things could be the thing. I mean, that's up to you. Yeah. You know, yeah so for just, sure, I'm not. I'm not trying to trash anybody here. Yeah. It's just like I feel like you know. Yeah. You, I mean, you could just be triggering your psyche. Exactly. You know? Right. Yeah. I'm just saying it's. I'm just saying it's odd that all the other you know paranormal ghosts. I mean, he's done Ghost of Springfield, Ghost of Alton. Mm-hmm. You know, he Ghosts lived in all haunted for a long Illinois. Time. Yeah, haunted you know. Illinois. He never really had those experiences doing that kind of research with that subject Mm -hmm. and it was just this one thing sure and it happened both times both times that he when he originally was doing it and then when he revisited the subject years later and that and you know and and i go back to when he said that you know doing the research he had gone back and forth with his belief if it was real or if it was not and you know because he's researched his subject for I would say decades at this mm-hmm. point. Sure, yeah. So, you know, going different information and talking to other people, but it's kind of odd that just this one subject out of 90 books... If nothing else, it's that little tidbit is doing its job. We're, yeah. we're having this discussion. And exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, so good job, Troy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Well, that was quite the thing. Yeah. Uh, anything else before we go to this nice Halloween night? Oh man, I got nothing else. I, I Just to say spent, thank you to Jared. I mean, really, yeah, yeah that was a thing. And thanks again, you know, for inviting me on. You know, it was a blast, like always. Your stories were very genuinely cool yes. and creepy. I like yes. those. Um, thanks, Juan, for writing in. Right. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. We've had a fun, spooky month. Yep. Um, you can get us on Twitter. It's at Nerds Geek Sinks. We have the the Discord server, which you should definitely jump in. Right. I know Jared's in there. You can ask yep. him some questions about things. Um, Facebook page. We've got a Facebook page. And a group. Yep. I, I, I encourage people to go to the Discord the most. Right. Um, you can get me on Twitter at DKREFFT. You can get me at CDSign69 on Twitter. Uh, we hope you have a safe Halloween. Right. Don't forget our Red Bubble Shop. Yes, that's there. Also, and, and like you said, if you want to learn more about this or some other, um, tons of other spooky stuff, go see Troy's, you know, um... He has uh, American Hauntings podcast, which I encourage going back through so many different subjects. The theme song should be a, a take on American Woman, but it should be <laughs> American Hauntings, stay away from me. <laughs> Just, a thought. Day job. Just a thought. Just a thought. I won't. Uh, or the American Hauntings uh, website where you can get any of these books. And he does have some virtual seminars that he's doing, but he d- he's based out of Alton, Illinois. Or based, a lot of his things are in Alton, Illinois, but he's he's from another part in Illinois right now where he's living. But uh, they have Go seminars. Go ahead and give that address. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But the no, Middle yeah. Springs Hotel. Check out, yes. <laughs> check out, uh, check out the book it, if you're interested in this subject. It's a, it, it is, a, it's a pretty good read. And, and yeah, it's it a really, really is. Yep. It's a really informative. There's some great pictures in there. Yes, it's got a couple of other different, uh, like we hinted about at the beginning, some other exorcisms in history. Yeah, and some other subjects in there, and and then talks about the movie and and and, and a few other things involved in it. So yeah, absolutely. Check it out, and uh, again, happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween. Don't eat too much candy. Be spooky. See you later. Bye.